step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, thank you, Katie, and welcome, everyone. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. Today is Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. I am your host, Scott Fullerton. And just a little bit, I may be joined by my traveling co-host, actor and writer Craig Hurley. He, of course, has been on the road all this week, going from Chicago to L.A. So hopefully we'll hear from him in a little bit. We hope your week is starting off fantastic, and we thank you for tuning in today and every day, Monday through Friday, from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, where we like to give you our opinions on the news, politics, and pop culture stories of the day. As always, we encourage you to call in and give us your opinions. You can call us at 347-989-0126 for the next hour, just about. So step right up, stand on my soapbox with us, and let's start talking. Welcome to the show, Mr. Craig Hurley. How the heck are you? Dude, I was was there. I was listening to you, and you were like, uh, maybe Craig will show up, but I I was already there. I was totally listening. I called in in earlier, and you didn't, and you just didn't see me in the, in the, in the studio there? It never showed up, and then it showed up for a second, then it disappeared again, and then it showed back up again. Interesting. I don't know what's going on. Very interesting. Okay. Cool. How you doing? What's going on, dude? I am Where doing very well. Carmen Santiago today? Uh, I am currently in Las Vegas. Love Woo-hoo! this place. Yay, yeah. I love Vegas. I cannot yeah. wait to be there it is. in about a month and a half. How was the weather there? 80, 80 something and breezy, oh. nice, nice and windy, oh. couple of clouds. It's very, very nice. Sounds good. I love me a little yep. Vegas. I have some very good friends in Vegas. I know you have some good friends in Vegas. There's some great yep. eating in Vegas anymore. You don't have to yep. gamble anymore. There's so much to do between the shows and the oh, no, there's so new restaurants they do. have and everything else. God, they got sports ball teams now with the how's the Raiders stadium looking? Is it almost done yet or is it still part way through? I haven't I, I didn't drive by it, so I don't know. I I may have driven oh, by okay. it actually. Yeah, there's a couple of construction projects that we drove by. There's just so much construction here right now that this power train is all over the place. 
So yeah, they're, they're the building one casino the after another. From all the hotels there. So it's the yep. construction on the opposite side of the freeway there. No, I'm, yeah, I'm currently staring at the at the stratosphere. I'm currently 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 staring at the stratosphere and all these crazy ass people that are up there spinning around on that on that chair thing. They are nuts up there doing that. Oh, why? Why? Can I you believe I that? <laughs> I could not do it. I am it, afraid it, of it lifts you to out over with. the stratosphere. Oh, it, lifts, it lifts you out on a crane over over the side of the stratosphere and then spins you. It's like the yo-yo at, at a carnival. But but you're how many feet in the air? That thing looks like it's at least six. I don't know, forty stories. So are you talking four hundred? And then the top of the tower, they have one of those, um, uh, like, Tower of Terrors, where it, right. it launches you up in a, in a bunch of seats and then drops you again. And that's, what they, that's in, the, in the antenna of the stratosphere. And, uh, uh, dude, it's just crazy. Not crazy. even. Could not, you could not get not me on those rides. Even. Couldn't oh do it. Oh, my God. I can't do that. I am so horrible with heights. I'm okay if I'm inside. But even if I'm in, like, my dad used to be on the – 52nd story of the Security Pacific Bank building in downtown LA, which is now a Bank of America building. But um, right. that little little recesses in the windows where you could sit next to the window and look out, I would get woozy there because those tall stories in LA, they're all built on rollers for earthquakes. And so you'd kind of see yourself swaying back and forth, and that would freak me the heck out. So there was no way yeah, in hell I, I could do something like that. I... I I, I don't know if I ever had a fear of heights. Um, I, you know, I, I get like everybody else where everybody gets a little uneasy um, when they're up high. Uh, but I, because of the construction projects that I've worked on as an inspector, um, I, I've worked on, you know, 30 and 40 story condo complexes. So we're 300 feet in the air and, and you know, pouring or placing concrete. And I, you get over, you get over any of that, you know, and you get over vertigo or you get over any of the, uh, uh, oh. you know, afraid of heights stuff or phobias pretty damn quick when you're up there and you're not tethered and, you know, there's barely any nets, there's barely any safety features that are up there. You know, you got a wood uh, railing can't that some dude just built with a couple of nails. So, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna actually hold you if you fall. Um, so, or if you're, you know, uh, fall up against it. Uh, so no you know, way it, it, in hell. you, you got to get over, you got to get over that pretty quick when you're up there and dealing with that. So I, no. you know, I've never, I, I've never really had a phobia of, of heights. I, I've never been that way. I've, I've always kind of liked being up high because like Katie and like I, I said, I'm, enclosed, when she was working, I'm fine. I'm, I'm enclosed. I'm what? okay. But. I can't do things like in a plane. I'm fine inside something high, even like the empire state building. I like going up there and looking out because they have the rails up really high. And so I know I'm right. not going to fall over it. So those I can right. do, but anything with not a tall railing or like that stupid building in Chicago where you can walk out in the plexiglass over the thing. No way in hell right. I could do that. Oh, oh yeah. No, that's in, yeah, that's at Willis tower or, or Sears tower. They're, and they right. have these little tiny, like, plexiglass cubes. Not tiny. Uh, they can hold, like, five right. people. And they right. jet out over the side of the of the <laughs> tower, uh, of, of Willis Tower. No. So that you are actually looking down the side of the building as you're a 1,000 feet in the air. 
and uh, and they actually had um, uh, there was a group of people that went and sat down on that and then was having somebody else take a picture when the bottom of it cracked and and it splintered like a freaking spider web but did not um, cave in and uh, and but it just scared the hell out of all those people that were up there so, and there's there's pictures of it just look on the internet you can see pictures of it uh, of wow. people um that where they're sitting on splintered glass so or plexiglass yeah that would be scary i guess it was yeah, like five people and, and you know it's five people and and the weight i guess was just a little too much so and it's splintered yeah that would that would not be fun <laughs> i would almost <laughs> that, that would not have been a good that little experience. roller coaster on New York, New York, that one, I might be able to do I that. Have a, just I have a, I currently have a Cobra, I think it's a, a Cobra military uh, helicopter flying over me. I love Vegas. Really? This place is awesome. I love Vegas. Yeah, I have a military helicopter flying over me right now. Nice. Are they paying attention to us? We haven't even said anything about number 45. Come on, guys. I, I know, really. Jeez. I was just about to bring up... Venezuela, Venezuela's president. Uh, that reminds me of Venezuela's president, who, who is not leaving office even after being voted out. He is cooing. He is not leaving office. So they are getting the military together and they're getting the civilians together of Venezuela to boot him the hell out of office. And that's what uh, Bill Maher was saying that if 45 doesn't, um, if he doesn't uh, get elected, that he's not going to leave the White House. And I'm like, dude, we have our military designed specifically to remove a president if they do not leave right. the office. So we have right. different forces that are there specifically for that. And uh, I'm sure half the Secret the Service way. would turn him over just for the first Oh, yeah, no, I mean, immediately the, the guys that were working <laughs> for him just yesterday will turn and be like, ah, uh-uh, you're under arrest. Bye-bye. Let's go. So, yep. Exactly. Yeah, that Venezuela yeah, the guys that are, that are actually a... assigned to him. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Exactly. Did you see the picture of the tank running over that crowd down there? They was getting a little crazy for a while. It looks like it's uh, yeah, no, down it's, a little it, bit. It, it, it's nuts down in Venezuela. Look, Venezuela is where our whole caravan of Latinos that was, you know, that remember the caravan? Um, they, they started in Venezuela. They had a massive problem with economics and all of the lower class was was not necessarily kicked out they they left and because the place is is a complete disaster and they had to leave and then they made this trek all the way across south america through central america up to us in order to get asylum and then we turned around and we're like oh no we're taking your babies and uh, you can go back to wherever the hell it is you came from. Yeah, that's, that's nice. We're really nice, guys. Come on. Open up the borders already. I think that guy so, yeah, is pretty lucky, though, because Venezuela. that coup is not really working that well. And I'm surprised that Gaido is trying to take over that was legitimately voted in has not been arrested yet because that Maduro guy is, still has enough clout that he – that Gaido asked for the military to take over, and they're just not doing it. He's got a couple people, but not many of them. So right. it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out in the next couple of days. 
Of course, our guys are rah-rah for it. Pence is saying, we're, we're behind you. And Mike Bolton, or the John Bolton, who's always a hawk to begin with, he's all, yay, yay, we could bring troops in, but they're not going to do that yet. They're waiting to see it'll happen. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out the next 24 hours. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Uh, you know, we've got different events happening all over the world. And we should really be paying attention to them because they might just happen here. Exactly. Exactly. So, dude, I've been reading right. a, a bunch about Lori Laughlin and oh, okay. um, and the reason why she why she is pled, you know, not guilty. Most likely, it's because she's a freaking nutcase. Her daughters <laughs> do not need her help. No, I'm serious. Her daughters do not need her help to get into any college, okay? Not one college. They, they don't even want to go to college. Well, the one does. The one's really, really smart and can get into right. any college she wants to all by herself. She does not need her right. mom ruining this for her. And, um, and then the other one's an influencer. Not that she's not smart. Um, I just don't know. Uh, but she's an influencer on, on social media and is already making a huge amount of money all by herself does not need to go to college. So it blows my mind that, that Lori Laughlin would have done this in the first place. And I, I, I'm not positive about this, but I'm pretty sure about this. Isn't she married to Massimo? Yep. Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. That's clothing designer Massimo, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 no, he's worth like, oh, I don't know, 500 million fucking dollars, excuse my language. But, uh, oh, my God, why do you need to do anything <laughs> for any reason? You don't, your kids don't need to go to college. You don't need to do anything for the rest of your lives. You, you just need to do whatever it is you want to. Make yourself happy. That's what she would want. That's what she should want for her kids. And it's like, right. that's not it at all. She, she wants them to be like some successful thing that, that they're, they're not interested in doing. Neither of them are interested in, in letting her ruin their lives. So I think she just no, the one is supposed to be a little social and, media and star, needs to be diagnosed. To to right. I think being on I think being on full house for twelve years really did something to her, man. I, I don't know what it is. And then now being on Fuller House, you know. Being on a sitcom must just kick your ass. I, <laughs> makes you crazy. I, I don't know what the answer is, but go get diagnosed. Too much of the thin air filming that's, Hallmark that's shows all. up in Canada or something. I have to say. I don't know. Oh man. I have no idea. I have no idea what you know what her deal is, but her kids don't want her to do it. Her kids are like, "Don't. No, why like are you doing said, this? Why, the why one wants to be a social media star. The other one actually wants to go to she school, is. but one doesn't even want to go to school. She just wants to be her own little social media star and play like she's been playing the for other the last one, years. Yeah, no, she already is. She's an influencer. She uh, she already has like uh, right. some stupid number, fifty million followers or ten million. Fo- I don't know what it is. Some crazy number of followers. She already gets paid to influence. So she doesn't right. need to do anything. I, 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 I never understand this about people that are in the entertainment business and they're trying to, you know, get their, I, I don't get it guys. Just get your kids into the entertainment business. Just turn and say, Hey, this is my, you know, agent so-and-so and it's done. And let them do their own life in the entertainment business in this business that you work so hard to be a part of. Yep, we'll see what happens. I mean, I I think you're right. I think she's a little nutso not to just 
Yeah, make I think. Well, I think that's why away. she pled not guilty. guilty. Make it go away. Yeah. No, she pled not guilty. Right. Huffman, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm just going to plead guilty on this, and then um, we'll see what I have to pay because it was, you know, really right. a small amount in the first place that I put out there. Um, so, but that's that, that, absolutely nuts to give 500000 Oh, Dude, if you're Mossimo, just give $5 million and then get a ring named after you. <laughs> I, I don't under I, – I just don't get what the hell she was doing or what she's thinking. So, uh, you know, and especially when her kids don't want it to happen. Let, let your kids right. do what they're going to do. Let your kids be happy doing whatever it is they're going to do. And most likely it'll be something in the entertainment business because uh, the parents are involved in the entertainment business. So, right. So, may, you know, it might have something to do with clothing design. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're thought? gonna design a purse. You know, come on already. So, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And especially, she didn't even want to go to USC. She didn't even want to go to the school. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, the, the yeah. one daughter that she paid five hundred thousand dollars for. She didn't even want to go. She just doesn't want to go to the oh, And it just keeps it in the news. It's not nuts. first world problems to begin with. And it just keeps those baloney in the news that no one else really cares about. Like, sorry about your second. Well, that's our pop culture. Lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. That's our pop exactly culture. So. Yep. yep. All right, so what else is going on? Here? Hey, a couple things. Speaking of pop culture, um, I want to give a big shout out to Alyssa Milano. She started her own podcast yesterday called Sorry Not Sorry, and it's going to be all about um, taking on different issues, everything from politics, the Me Too movement, and all sorts of things. She had Joe Biden on and the founder of the Me Too movement with her on her first episode, and I I freaking freaked out, dude. I reached out and um, congratulated her on social media and said, would love to have you come on my show and talk about it. Katie and I. Both Katie and I know well, Alyssa. She DM'd me back and gave me her Katie rep more than said me. I'd love to come on. So, no, uh, nice, dude. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So we may have her on. Cool. So Yeah, Katie and I, I just mentioned Katie. Just mentioned Katie to her. Mention Katie to her because she knows Katie more than uh, more than she knows me. I mean, I, I've been over to her house a couple of times, so you know, maybe she might remember. Um, but she's a big uh, baseball fan, too, right? Doesn't she date or uh, her husband's a baseball guy or something? I think she's a I'm big sports sure. ball person. Nice. I think so. But anyway, congratulations uh, on launching a new podcast. That's very cool. Um, yeah. I think that's that's kind of fun. So that's that was exciting to hear back from her last night. We'll see what happens with that. Other than that, not too much in pop culture. Super in the news, of course. We had the sad news at the very end of our show yesterday about John Singleton. I was just John Singleton, reading over his yeah. career the last day. Oh, I mean, just man. so much he did just, for the LGBT or not LGBT I, the, for the uh, for the black community. Um, man, dude, enjoy me, enjoy me, enjoy me. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just about to say. Enjoy me while you can, because I currently am 51 years old. I am I am yeah, currently yeah. 51 years old, and I you know I, I, I'm of that generation that seems to be dying at 51 years old. So um, yeah, uh, you know I don't know. Be nice to me. You know I'm only going to be here and an asshole for like another what six minutes. 
So, you know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so there you go. It'll be done soon, guys. And, and, and then you can feel whatever way you want to about me. Because really, I don't care because I'll be dead. So There you go. But, yeah, he had a lot of life left in him, though. I mean, just all the stuff he's done in such a short time. He was really young when he did uh, his early work, right? Boys I mean, in the Hood. Yeah, he was like 19 yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. 18, yeah. 19 years old when he was doing Boys in the Hood. So a lot of talent that we lost on that. It would be interesting to see we would have brought up. Uh, there's there's not many that are so prolific like that. I mean, you have Tyler Perry that does a whole different style of thing and uh, right. different people like that. He really brought um, a lot of class. Spike Lee, of course, things like that. But yep. uh, he really had a good voice. And so it's going to be yep. sad to see him go. Uh, well, pop culture, yeah. the uh, Tony Awards were announced today. That's oh, no, the yeah, the Tony Awards freaking snubbed. They snubbed uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, which is Jeff Daniels. Yeah, Jeff Daniels and uh, Aaron Sorkin's uh, adaptation of the book. It's not even, you know, the the play of the past that that we've seen or the screenplay. Um, Yeah, they were the semi-snub, though. I mean, they got nine nominations. They just didn't get it for the big categories. I don't think he got it for actor for best play. He might have got it for actor, but he didn't get it for best play. I don't know how he could. Yeah. Nine awards. I don't know how they couldn't nominate him for for you know best play. It's it's, a, it's his own adaptation. No, he was, okay, he I, was the had a problem. Actor. Yeah, Daniels was nominated Jeff Daniels for best was. actor. It just wasn't nominated. But Aaron for best Sorkin was not. Well. Yeah, he he All wasn't. Right. Yeah, that's why I'm saying the snub is the, that he was not nominated for best play. Um, right. They, I, I don't know why, but the industry seems to have a problem with Aaron Sorkin, even though he is brilliant. <laughs> And has created some works that, like the West Wing, that you know, right. everyone, everyone is watching. So and and believing and and really appreciating because his work's amazing. So I, I you know, it, they they snub all sorts of people, and uh, right. like you know, like the Academy snubbing uh, in memoriam. Uh, let's go through it again. Jeff Conaway still dead, guys. Corey Ham. Still dead, guys. And then just this year, Arlie Army. Still dead, guys. So when are you going to say, and Carol hey, Channing. these people died? And Carol Channing. Huge. And Carol Channing. Oh, Carol I totally Channing forgot. Yeah. Totally yeah. forgot that. Yep. And snubbed. Snubbed. When are you going to say that these people died? These are people that have made you billions of dollars. When are you going to say they died? Just out of respect. Yeah, uh, no, I don't even think they can go back. I think they're too embarrassed to go back. So I don't think it's okay. They'll snub that. They'll snub the hell out of me too. But you know what the hell have I done? So, <laughs> guy that beat a blue Perry on nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, whatever. They'll probably snub me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's played Ensign Peoples on Star Trek Next Generation. You know what are they gonna what are they gonna freaking say? <laughs> well, I do want to shout out the Tonys uh, to Cody Lassen. Cody Lassen's been on my other show a couple of times. Uh-huh. He is a great producer on Broadway. He produced the new Tootsie that got uh, all sorts of nominations. I think got 12 nominations or 11 nominations this year. So a uh, right. big shout out to him. And uh, leading the way was Hadestown. I have a connection there, too. One of my friend's husband's. Uh, is his production company works on Hades Town. So, one of our local guys here um, has done good. Mike, uh, God, what's Mike's last name? Oh, 
I forget. Anyway, Michael got a couple of Tony Awards from Youngstown, Ohio here, a friend of mine. God, why am I blanking on his last name? He was huge in the play industry here and worked with the Youngstown Playhouse, but now he's been a Broadway guy for a while. So Tony's are always fun. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be this year, I think, um, June, what is it, June 6th, June 9th? Let me look it up. James Corden is hosting again, which I love James Corden. He's not uh, my favorite as Neil Patrick Harris, but he does an excellent job. It's going to be on Sunday, June 9th this year. Will be the Tonys. I'll be in Palm Springs, unfortunately, but uh, should be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. I'll watch it at night. Cool. Yeah, it should be a good show. That's about even all the pop culture I think I have. On. I don't have too much more pop culture. Nothing else too exciting. I mean, if you want to call it that, Facebook. You see that thing? Facebook's rolling out supposedly new privacy. They finally think they're understanding privacy now. So Zuckerberg's out there touting that they have a new design uh, on the app starting immediately and on the face on, on the actual web page starting in the end of the year. They have a new background. Uh, they're getting rid of the blue background, putting an all white background, making it more. I call it newspaperish. Um, but the privacy, they they're upping the privacy game a bit. So no, they already made. They already shifted when when he had the conversation with Mueller. Um, they already when he had a conversation with the FBI that Facebook was used by the Russians in order to influence the last election. Um, he changed the format. I said that weeks ago. I, I even pointed out the day that it happened, and that the format completely changed on Facebook. And right then, it started becoming more secure. Um, it actually, if you look at the different types of posts that are, are being put out there now, you'll notice that there's like not so much white supremacist stuff happening anymore, where Facebook before that was just completely loaded with all this hate stuff. So, you know, right. they, they're really, really um, uh, 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 isolating those posts and we've uh, you know on on different occasions with facebook we actually as producers katie and i have been flagged for our content and like daylight sucks got flagged um a couple of times and the thing is is that daylight sucks is about allies of of the people that are being oppressed it's not about it's not the reverse so you know it's not about oppressing people and uh, and so every single time that that has happened where they've, you know, flagged us and then said, you can't boost or you can't post or any of that, we, we immediately get cleared. Like within three or four hours, we immediately get cleared right. on our posts because we'll go in and we'll be like, no, 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 uh, you guys suck. And there's no way you should be blocking us on this because we are, you know, uh, opposing um, uh, people being, you know, attacked for their gender or for their uh, sexual habits, or for uh, their skin color. So, you know, we are we're, we're completely against all of that. And, uh, and, and they're immediately like, oh, okay, you know, here, you can post. So <laughs> it's just fun <laughs> to deal with it. And it's good to know, because then that means something like Daylight Sucks actually made an impact somewhere. You know, that it's actually getting through to people. And that can, that's a really good thing. 
you know, that they're, that they're looking at it and going, wow, this is, you know, a, a good idea. And, and thank you for supporting us. And so when we get flagged by, by, you know, one of these companies, it's like, to me, I'm a, as a producer, I'm like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> We're making an impact. So. Yeah, I think I've been put in Facebook jail and Twitter jail maybe once or twice each for stupid things that I got cleared up quite a bit, quite quickly. But right. it is funny when you get put in Facebook jail that they think they're going to block you out. And it's like, what the heck? Don't you, can't, you, can't you really pay attention to what's going on here? But it happens. It's not that big a deal. Usually well, they turn around. It seems, that, it seems that Zuckerberg is, and it seems that he it was also forced to. So, um, and that's, that's a good thing. We, we can't have any more foreign entities, even though in every election in the history of the United States, we have had some foreign power try to influence the election one way or another. Um, and, uh, and it's just that this time they succeeded in cheating. And it's, and it's really easy right. when you've got, you know, a, a third of the, of the, uh, of the population, at least of the United States, where they're just stupid as shit, and they're like, oh, "I'm global, I'll take it." Oh, really? This happened? Really? Thirty thousand emails? <laughs> you know, it's it, they just they're really dumb, and they need to learn. But they accept the way that is in their lives, and instead of moving forward and being progressive, and I'm not talking about democratic, I'm just talking about it human, um, you know, moving forward and accepting people for what they are and letting them accept you for what you are. So I totally accept that they're dumb as freaking rocks and that I'm, that I'm, yes, I'm going to confront them and that, yes, I am not that I want to change their minds. I, I want them to educate themselves. I, I, I want them to freaking grow as a human. Stop using such a small percentage of your brain expand it you learn shit just keep going with it until you're dead because by the time you get to where you're dead you're dead you can't learn anything anymore it depends on what you believe you know if you get if you're buddhist and you got after life, i mean you got multiple lives and all that so but you still have to learn your lesson while you're here you still have to do those right. things and if you don't you're screwed so keep going keep going keep learning keep living Keep accepting, you know, loving. Uh, it's so frustrating because, you know, Christ didn't say any of that. He didn't say oppress people. Let him be. No, you're exactly right on that. All right. Well, let's look. We're 30 minutes in here, my friend. Time no, for a little really? coffee break. Yes, that was cool. already. That was quick. It's flying. Let's go ahead cool. and play a little bit of... Uh, Oh my goodness! Got any? Got like man in the mirror? Got man in the mirror set up? You know, I need to put yeah. that on here. No. I think I have man in the mirror from a. Uh, how about how about Scott Grimes? How about playing some Scott Grimes song? How about that one that was on YouTube that we threw you? Carrie, I can do Scott Grimes. I think it's one. Let me see if I can pull Scott up. I think I can do Scott. Okay, let me just look real quick here. And it's interesting you mentioned Alyssa, Alyssa Milano. Okay, cool. Yeah, Alyssa and Scott know each other really well. Nice. 
Hi, guys. We're going to take a little break. This is Scott Grimes. Of course, you know him from the Orville and so many more great things. Uh, Katie and uh, Craig just know him as Scott. <laughs> we'll be back in a couple yeah, of minutes. we do oh, just know him as Scott. 9890126. This is the next single off the record. So, Carrie. Be careful. If I, if I think you know it well enough to sing, I'm going to have you come up here and sing it for me.
guys. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott Drawing, for singing for us. Guys, we are back. You're listening to Standing on My Soapbox. I'm Scott. That's Craig. Give us a call, 347-989-0126. Tell us whatever's on your mind. We're open to it. We'll argue over it, or we'll maybe maybe even agree, depending on the mood we're in. But uh, give us a call. Hey, i got to ask you, um, since you're in Vegas, I, I think yeah. I told you about my story there. Last time Mom and I went to – well, not last time we went, but three years ago when we went to Vegas, it was the first time I'd been there in a long time. And we were coming in from the opposite way. We were coming in from the way you came in from Utah. Because usually I come right. from California, right? So I drive in that way. And when right. you come from Utah, you come in the other side. So I had not right. been that way. And I hadn't been to Vegas in like 10 years and drove in. So I was kind of all discombobulated to begin with. And about a half hour out, this rain and lightning storm came through. lasted the entire half hour. There was flash flooding going on. I was freaking out because I could barely see on the freeway. And the next thing I knew, I saw, I just said, I'm just getting off the freeway. I don't care where we're at. I need to get off the freeway because I'm freaking out with this traffic and this thunder and lightning. And I look up and there was this golden glow. And I thought, it's a sign from above. And I pulled into the parking lot and it was the In-N-Out Yellow Swish. Have you been yes, to In-N-Out? Yes, a sign from above. Most definitely. Exactly. Yeah. No, we drove... We drove by it, and Katie, Katie's like, oh, I can't wait to go to In-N-Out Burger. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> so we were like, we literally just drove by it. And, uh, and she's like, oh, okay, well, we got to stop when we get the opportunity. And there's a number of them, once, especially once we get into Cali. So right, you know, right. we'll, we'll most likely be eating In-N-Out Burger within the next couple of hours, is from what I can tell. There you go. That's my yeah. my mom. In and out is her place. She loves it. I mean, the the very first In and Out was in Baldwin Park, California, which is about twenty minutes from where she lived out there. So that's right. a memory of her childhood and everything. So she loves In and Out. So whenever I take her to California, she hits at least three times up to In and Out because they are everywhere now. Back when we lived there, there was only about a half dozen. Now there's probably twenty five all throughout. California and the neighboring three or four states. Right. I'll have Are to you bring you when echo? I go out there. There is, yeah, a little bit. That's all right. Okay. Um, Sorry. That's my bad. When I come through, I will have to stop in Ontario, California. There is, I don't know how we keep turning to foodies the last couple of days. I have to be hungry or something. But in Ontario, California, there's a place called Handel's Ice Cream, which is Based here in Youngstown, Oh, no, Handles Ohio. is really good, dude. Yeah. Oh, it is so good. No, I've had Handles. Yeah, they're good. really good. Oh, my goodness. It's a Youngstown-based company. I'm actually getting them to give me some stuff for my swag bags for my guests in Palm Springs. But, oh, wow. they have such good homemade ice cream. And the, the only one in California I know of is in Ontario, California. So right. I'm going to head out there. Yeah, right no, there. that's why I think, you know, that's why I've had it. That's why nice. I, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, last time I was out visiting with my daughter, or a couple times. Pretty sure. It's good stuff. But it's okay to be a foodie show right now. We can be a foodie show. We keep, we keep like the last half hour <laughs> of every show becomes, uh, what, Exactly. Cuisine? I'm such a foodie. I love it. I, I, I love food. <laughs> California. Actually, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm going to do. Sorry, the, go I, I sent out my things the other day. 
when I went to Palm Springs last year, I had a different restaurant cater my show every, every, all eight shows that I did out there every Monday and Tuesday. And so I tried all these great restaurants in Palm Springs. So I sent my letter out the other day and I already have four of them filled. I need to fill my other four, but this year it's, I'm going to restaurant week this year. The first week of June in Palm Springs is restaurant week where all of the restaurants in Palm Springs, Palm Desert, all around that area, Cathedral City, do special tastings for dinner and lunch at a special fixed price. So I'm looking forward to going to restaurant week my first week in Palm Springs. That'll be a blast. But I miss my restaurant from California. Uh, Katie and I are, are currently um, staying with the Frazies, and I don't know how many people um, out there uh, that are listening to us currently um, watched every which way, uh, but Jackie Frazee was one of the T3 on every which way, and uh, uh, the, she's one of the, the younger cast members. Uh, she's, she was one of the brothers, I mean the sisters of um, Nick Mariko, who was on, uh, who was just on American Idol, and um, uh, uh, she actually, because it wraps around at food, that's why why I'm mentioning it, she made us a really good meal for breakfast. We had uh, eggs and that are that are farm that are from from organic that are from a farm from a local farm because she's crazy about food right now and she's like a big foodie and also like animal activist. So she is really paying attention to the way the chickens are raised. She's really paying attention to the way the eggs are being harvested and she's you know all of that stuff. And it was just an excellent meal. And then she made pancakes that are like, that are like, like, I don't even know what they were. They're just good for you pancakes instead of bad for you pancakes. So, um, and everything was just delicious. She was bringing out fresh avocados and fresh strawberries and fresh blueberries. Oh, it was nice. just an amazing breakfast. So I just wanted to, wanted to throw that out there since we're talking about food, how good of a cook and chef. Uh, Jackie Crazy is, and how much when I get out we to, uh, Definitely. When I get out to Vegas in August, I'm going to be a guest at Robert Irvine's restaurant over at the Tropicana. Him and I talk nice. quite a bit on social media. So I'm looking forward to checking out his restaurant that just opened there a year and a half ago. So that's going to be kind of fun. Um, yeah, that's kind of cool. I, I, I love that every which way. That was so much fun. You guys, um, Katie had to have a great time on that show, but of yeah, course she had a blast went, on that show. She got the opportunity on, on every which way. Well, yeah, all of them. We still keep in contact with uh, all, virtually every single member of of that cast. Uh, we, you know, because like with Daylight Sucks, um, when I was developing Daylight Sucks, it was during the filming of Every Which Way, and I when I was writing it and, and what I saw were a, a, a bunch of talented actors and, you know, we didn't, we don't, we don't use every single uh, cast member. We uh, have telenovela actors as well. Um, we have just actors that we think are talented. And like I said, we don't use every single cast member of, of every which way for, um, for daylight socks. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, we, we just had a real, I don't even know why I'm saying this. What we, what did you just say? 
that she had a good time on it. I'm just yeah, saying no, what we, a great we, cast of kids they had. I mean, I, of course, like most of the guys, Ray Hart, Adams, Tyler Alvarez. I liked all the Hart. I, I, I thought, oh, they were both very cool. Um, but the whole yeah, cast was Ty, great. Tyler I Alvarez. Know. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're they're all they were all uh, absolutely uh, a wonderful group and uh, extremely talented, and, and you know that's why I wanted to throw them into Daylight Sucks as well because I saw that you know, Viacom didn't realize what the hell they had, and uh, they not using any of those kids to their potential. They did use them, however, for um, in, in order to um, get great ratings and uh, sell it worldwide. Uh, they did use them and not pay them any residuals. So not very happy about that, Viacom. And uh, so, yeah, that's why I wanted to, you know, put some of them into Daylight Sucks so that when it does get lifted as a, as a project, then these kids can all get what they actually deserve, which is residual. Because Daylight Sucks will be a sad franchise project as producer. Hey, I'm we have doing a treat today, way. my friend. So. We have a treat. Are you ready? We have, our, our, we have a treat today. Our buddy David's on a the treat. phone to talk with us today. David? Yep. Excellent. David's on the phone. He sounds like he's in a car, so David, you're going to have to speak up. But David, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Doing good. How are you, how you guys doing? Hey, David, could you yeah. roll up your windows? <laughs> Sound a little soft. Yeah. Uh, I just caught the tail end of your guys' conversation. I was just trying to see what you guys were talking about. Uh, we're just talking, talking uh, a bunch of shit. Like we and food most of the day. We've been goofing off today. Yeah, we've been talking about in and out burgers. Too controversial. What do you want to talk about, my friend? Yeah, I was noticing, I don't know if you saw on the news, uh, the issue with uh, Chick-fil-A, speaking about food. And now they're right. trying to ban them out of airports and certain college campuses. Don't want them on there. Right. I just want right. to know what you guys well, think about that. Well, because they're anti-LGBTQIA+. I, I have never eaten at a Chick-fil-A, so... And I'm I'm a heterosexual. I, I'm just an ally. I'm just an advocate of the LGBTQ community. So, um, yeah, dude, I, I've never eaten there, and it's discriminatory. This is and the United States. How, how are not allowed to do that as a business? If you're not hiring somebody because of their sexual orientation, dude, look, 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 look. I'm going to start a company. I'm going to start a company right now where I'm okay. only hiring gays. I'm only hiring gays, and I'm only hiring transgender. So guess you what, have the freedom to do that. You do not, you do not get to uh, enter my company. And if you do, I'm going to say no. Uh, I, that's your freedom to do that. It's your own business. You can do whatever you want. You know, you're not supposed to be discriminatory in any way in a business. How's that in being discriminatory? If, if, he doesn't, if he doesn't agree with the lifestyle and doesn't want to be involved in it, then he has the freedom to do that. Well, let Dude, me, no, let me you are in. not allowed to discriminate in, in the part. United States. I don't believe any business is allowed to, discri- to discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation. That being said, you may be surprised, David, that I actually am – I don't like the boycott of Chick-fil-A. Um, I don't like their food because I don't like the way they soak their chicken – in brine and this brine thing. That oh no! And they use genetically modified. They soft. use genetic genetically modified chickens. And genetic right. genetically modified chickens, dude, have no beaks, have no eyes, and have no talons on their feet. Dude, that's some sick well, ass shit that they're feeding. All fast food does that, but I'm saying compared to yeah, all fast food, no, no kidding. But Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A is better than most of them. 
Well, you've never no, tried they it. Don't they don't have any free range. Again, you just said yourself, you, you never ate it before. I've ate it before. It's better than all the other fast food restaurants out there. I'd rather eat Chick-fil-A than McDonald's or Burger King or any other of these fast food um, you know, chains that are out there. Right. Okay. I guess it tastes better. Well, it is better. I mean, the chicken is good. If it's, it's if you like chicken, it's good chicken. I, I'm a burger guy. I'm not as huge a chicken guy. I like I said, I don't like the way that they soaked it in brine the entire time. That's the only reason it's so good is because it's soaked in so much salt water. Gross. There's so much salt yep. in their chicken patties, um, and that makes that breaks down all the tissue, and that's why they're so tender. I mean, I was a restaurant guy for 20 years. I know all about their food, um, and it's some, it tastes good. People like it. I don't because I don't like the way it's made. And I'm a burger guy anyway, and I like Burger King as opposed to McDonald's. I don't go to McDonald's rarely ever because I don't like fried burgers. I like uh, nothing. But just to go back to your point, um, David, I don't believe in boycotts in general to begin with. I think a lot of Chick-fil-A's, I, I had a problem with who they donated to in the past. I think that even though they're still considered donating some bad places this last year, I don't think it was that bad as I thought. One was... Um, I mean, I, I I think they should be allowed to donate to whoever they want, and I thought the charities that they picked were okay. They weren't super anti-discriminatory to LGBT, and if they were, that that business is right to do that. Um, right. They were effectively just ones. Christian organizations that went with what the Bible said. That's that's what now qualifies as anti-LGBT. If you're a Christian charity that actually believes what the Bible says and agrees with that, that now qualifies you as homophobic, apparently. In a free country, all of a sudden now we're no longer free. When did America start to get into this? No, I'm just saying we're a free country. And we were based. Focus on the family. Hey, I don't. I don't have a mute button. So I don't have a mute button over here, Scott. And both of you guys are talking over each other. It's not me this time. I don't have a mute button over here in order to to hit you both up and and stop you guys from talking over each other. So one person talks and then the other person talks. All right, David, you get to talk first. Go ahead, David. No, you go. You go ahead. Oh, David, making a point first. Go ahead. Uh, all right. Well, my thing is. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> my thing was that I don't think that's a true – I don't think you can say it's a true t- statement, David. I think that you have the right to protest these places if they're against anything, just like Focus on the Family boycotts a lot of television shows. I'm sure Craig can talk to you about that because they supposedly have, quote, unquote, LGBT content, so they're trying to arrange boycotts for those. There's no difference between that than LGBT boycotting Chick-fil-A for having anti-LGBT things. I think it's all – one and the same, don't you think? Uh, well, no, I don't want to quit it necessarily the one and the same because you don't see groups that are, for example, that don't support homosexuality targeting businesses the way the homosexuals do. Like with the whole... Yeah, we do. do. I, just, I just mentioned... Yeah, we do. There's one thing to boycott. A boycott is saying, I'm not going to go in, I'm not going to, I'm not going to support their business, I'm not going to buy their products. Correct. I respect that. That's fine. There's a difference when you try to create legal precedent to then legally penalize and make people pay fines and effectively shut their business down, like what happened to that bakery in Oregon. And they had legislation on the books that made them have to pay something like a hundred some thousand dollars. 
that's bullying. If they weren't going to serve, if they weren't going to, if they were going to be discriminatory. If Christians did that and got try to pass legislation to then go out and legally penalize people for the positions that they have, you guys would be having, you guys would be going crazy over it, and you should. But when when the other when your side does it, it's acceptable. Give me give me one example of a of of a Christian pass getting laws passed to go at certain companies they disagree with and have them pay fines north of a hundred grand. Well, where is that happening? How about uh, Mike Pence's religious down. freedom bill in Indiana yeah. that got overturned? Well, what, what is that? That's just saying a business can refuse to do, like, for example, a gay wedding if they don't want to. That's not a penalty of fine, a financial fine, that's effectively designed to shut the business down. That's what happened in Oregon. Right. The fine right. designed well, to basically right. bankrupt the business. That's the way it should happen, though. So if it, you're, it, you can't Paul, be a public so you're okay with that if, kind of targeting. I am if you're a public I, business. If you're not a public business, if you're an online business or you don't cater to the public, sure, that's fine. If you are a storefront and you are open to the public, you cannot discriminate against any of the public. Because where does it stop, David? Does it stop it? Okay, this person is wearing. Yeah, does it stop at LGBTQ? Does it go to blacks? Does it go to Latinos? Well, it, 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 it can apply to Does it go to transgender? Does it go to transgender? Because race is something you're born with. Homosexuality has still not been proven to be something you genetically born with. I don't know. Scott, Scott, I'm pretty sure Scott was born with it. No, I'm arguing he has a mental, it's a mental illness. That comes to a whole series of effects, everything well, from hormones to certain well, things that happen in your life. That's a whole separate there's yeah, a huge so debate so on that. No, theology. So it's not theology, it's a collective mental disorder, dude. Proven you all collectively that's decide that's on different. one thing. No, that's 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 that's, that's, that's apple and oranges. That's an apple and oranges comparison. Hold on. I'll use my it's not a proven fact of mental disorder, but number one, I wanna let's say, are you born being Muslim? Are you born Muslim, or do you choose to be Muslim? No, you choose that. Okay, so a a baker can say, I'm not going to serve a woman wearing a habib because it's against my religious belief. She's Muslim like Christian. You're saying that's okay in a public business. Is that what you're saying? That's different different than the bakery situation. The bakery situation was having the person, the person was willing to provide everything they had with the exception of not making a wedding cake specifically for a gay marriage. Because right. it was going against their conscience. That's different. Hello? What if they said it for a Muslim marriage? What's the difference? Well, there's actually precedent for a company doing that in the case of Walmart. They refused to bake a cake that had the ISIS flag on it and with Arabic writing on it. I need to speak. Okay, Katie, quick. We have like three minutes, so go. I'm Katie Barberi. I'm an actress. I've been an actress for 35 years. I'm Craig's fiance, and I was raised a Christian. I have something to say, sir, and I want to know that I appreciate you calling in every time, and I want to know that I appreciate your whatever quest it is that you have. However, having been raised a Christian from the time I was a child, I heard things and I was told things by adults, and I have excellent comprehension skills that made no sense to me. The only thing that I can take from my God, who I choose to believe in, which is Jesus Christ, is love one another as you would have them love you. Don't judge. Don't discriminate. Charity first. Love first. If you have the help to give to someone, don't deny them that help. If you have the love to give to someone, don't deny them that love. Do not judge others. 
And I have taken that as a part of my religion and as a part of my life and as the only thing that I understand that Jesus Christ said. We have no the idea only? who wrote this book. We don't know who wrote this book. Oh, so, so why did you choose that over the we other We don't know who wrote that. Because that is the only thing that rings true as the bottom oh, line. Oh, okay. If you're it. being so a kind opinion, human being. Okay, no, it's fine. not my personal opinion. It is not you my just, personal opinion. You just opinion. said that. You, you just said that's the heart, only thing that rings true to you. If you search your, your heart, opinion. if you search your heart, there will be no way. We are not born with discrimination in our heart. We're not born with discrimination uh, in our it's soul. It's not discrimination. It's against standing against something that's wrong. The same way you would it stand against wrong. if you saw somebody robbing someone there is or if you no saw someone way attacking someone, you there would stand up against There is no them. way. There is no way that Scott's lifestyle or anybody that lives Scott's lifestyle, man or woman, is affecting you on any level. No, but we're talking about the something being right or wrong. Just because, If you saw someone else do something wrong, it doesn't affect you personally. doesn't mean you can't speak out against it. You were taught by a book that it was wrong. I wasn't taught by a book. I, I, I believed homosexuality was wrong when I used to be an atheist, just because it went against biology and basic logic and reason. It doesn't go against biology. How does it go yes, against it does. biology? Because male homosexuality is confusing the reproductive system with the digestive system. That's, that is the only thing that sexuality well, that's, is that's supposed a, to be, is reproduction? No, I mean, Any time I have sex, because, it's just for okay. reproduction. No, ma'am, ma'am. It's that's, the all, body that's the only has, reason that I should okay. have sex, is for reproduction. Okay, so biology, hold on. Bi- biology is based in facts, and it's if based on the human anatomy. Not, the human anatomy, ma'am, the anus was not designed to be penetrated. If we do not not find a place of love for an acceptance for each other we are screwed as a society we are screwed all right katie thank you go ahead and put craig back on david thank you for calling we're too late into it. i have a show starting at in three minutes so i can't go anymore so i'm gonna to have to stop the conversation i hope you'll call in earlier next time i disagree with a lot of what you're saying david um, no, David put David. Yeah, off. put David back on. Is he? Yeah, is he, he there? Dropped off. He dropped. Ah, oh, David. Um, uh, no, I'm thank you him. so much, dude. Thank you so much for calling, David. We really, really appreciate, appreciate you, it. man. I always yeah, appreciate. Yeah, no, really calling. appreciate you. I no, believe he's, he's wrong up, most of the you know, time, he, but he, I appreciate him. <laughs> that's not the point. That's that's not it at exactly. all. You know, it's a, it's about acceptance, and 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 we accept David at, for what he is and for who he is. So, and, and just as, you know, I'm accepting you, Scott, for what you are and for, and for who you are. And, and that's what it is. It's about acceptance of the other individual that is sharing this lifetime with you, even if they're, even if they're you know, something other than what you are and, and learning from each other and, and experiencing each other. This life is so short. And I'm serious. I, I'm, I'm part of that generation where we're done. You know, we're done at 53. Look, look great. Now, John Singleton, I, Chris Cornell. I, I'm just oh, all of this. You know, it's like oh, and, and I'm come, part of that. So I'm out off, in a I appreciate it. I'm just appreciating everybody. There for us. I appreciate it. But we are have 30 seconds. I have another show to start and I have interns on. Excellent. Thanks for standing on our soapbox, David. We appreciate it. Craig, we will talk at you tomorrow, buddy. Thanks, everyone. Right, tomorrow, 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.
Welcome to the Left of Straight Show with your host, Scott Fullerton, as we discuss everything under the rainbow sun, from LGBT issues to foodies, entertainment to books. Join us as we talk to some of the most interesting leaders and celebrity LGBT guests and allies on the Internet. So grab a cocktail. It's always happy hour somewhere. And enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Scott Fullerton. Well, howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome there, and welcome to this Left of Straight show. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton. It is Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We've got a great show ahead. I'm joined today by two of my interns, Jordan and Chris. Guys, how you doing today? Hey, guys, how are you? I am doing great. We had a rock'em, sock'em show, guys. If you didn't tune in before, Left the Straight Show. We are here every uh, day for an hour, at, from 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific, for an hour of live talk radio, standing on my soapbox. And we went into a serious conversation there. Did you guys hear about the last couple seconds of that? That was going pretty intense, huh? Yeah, it sounded pretty like the tail end of it. I we have, he's a regular caller. Quite here. It's pretty crazy. He's a regular caller. His name's David. Totally against LGBT, and uh, but he's fun. He's fun to talk to. He, he tries to do reasoned arguments, even though I don't uh, uh, join in his obviously beliefs most of the time. But we get a little spirited whenever David calls in. So we had a little spirited chat today. But welcome to the show, everybody. I'm excited to uh, have you here. Of course, Jordan and Chris are going to be manning the chat rooms for me today. So if you're tuning in live to Blog Talk Radio and you scroll down below the live slide show there, you'll see the chat box in just a couple seconds. We'll have uh, Jordan and Chris in the chat room to kind of take any questions you might have for our guests today. And speaking of guests, I got a couple of good ones for you. In just a few minutes, we have on our first hour a great friend of the show, singer and songwriter Jay Knight. He's going to be stopping by to talk about his newest single, Let Me Go, that is tearing it up. It's got like 4,000 downloads in just the last 24, 48 hours. Um, Great job for an independent music artist. And then uh, for the second hour, we're having uh, Glee uh, actors, Jenna Ushkowitz and Kevin McHale coming on. Jenna's been on the show before. This is Kevin's first time on the show. So I'm looking forward to having both of them on. We're going to talk about their brand-new podcast, Showmance. So it's going to be an exciting show. Are you ready? If you have any questions, jump into the uh, the chat room there, and Jordan and Chris will be able to help you out. If you missed yesterday's show, please go check it out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite podcast distributor is. Listen to it. Rate it. Just subscribe. It was really fun yesterday from Canada. I had singer and songwriter Hayden McHugh on talking about some of his new music. And then from Nashville, I had HIV advocate and speaker Josh Robbins on. Some great information given out yesterday and a great time had by all. So be sure to check out your favorite podcast distributors. Uh, Guy, how's your week starting out? Chris, you're in the finals now. Are you a... Keeping your hair together, not pulling your hair out yet. How's things going for you, man? I'm trying not to stress too much. I mean, just taking it one day at a time, seeing what I can get done. 
Like, I'm trying not to stress myself out. You know, it's my last message, so I'm just trying to keep it even keel. Nice, nice. Jordan, how's your week going? you got a couple weeks left of school, right? Yeah, we start finals next week, I think. Yeah, next week. I am, like, forgetting what sleep is at this point. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, my goodness. Plus, I'm working these poor guys like a dog. They're doing all their work for the leftist trade internship, so they've been working their little butts off, so I really appreciate it. But uh, we'll have some time, little time later on here to things to calm down a bit. Uh, Chris, you'll be graduating, right? Yes, sir. Uh, May 11th. Congratulations. And Jordan, you have another year or two left? Yeah, but one more year after this one. Awesome, awesome deal. All right, well, guys, let's uh, jump into a little bit of news here, see if there's anything exciting we need to talk about before we get Jay on the program here. Uh, pulling up my notes, we're just running a little behind today. I have so much going on. Um, Jordan, do me a favor and look up uh, Jay Knight and pick a song from Jay Knight there. I'm going to have you run the boards for me today in just a little bit. While we're doing All that, right. I'm going to talk about a little news here. Um Let's see what we have going on. Arizona Supreme Court ruled that a court can order parents to provide counseling and other treatment for transgender kids, even if the one parent doesn't approve. So that's kind of a step back in trans rights today. Not happy to hear about that in Arizona. The court also ruled that a family court had overstepped in ordering parents to treat their transgender daughter like a boy. Um, so they kind of made them treat them like a boy, even though it's a transgender girl. So Arizona is going a step backwards in rights. Uh, the United Methodist Church, of course, in their last convention, um, are kind of switching back to some anti-LGBT policies. Um, that is become really controversial in the church, and they actually had a group of uh, – of people that were in a, a, a confirmation class, these young kids, about eight of them, that said they were not going to get confirmed because of the church's new anti-LGBT um, status. So that was kind of interesting stuff. Lots of stuff going on in the news right now. Um, so much stuff going on that I don't even have time to talk about all of it. Anything going on in the news hitting your hot button, LGBT or not, Chris? Anything that you've been kind of paying? You keep your ear to the grindstone a lot. I'm ashamed of myself for not really keeping up with the, the latest current events. Honestly, I'm in a, a bit of a Game of Thrones hangover from the Sunday's episode. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Are you watching still... that? Oh my gosh, yeah. I was I was panicking the last episode. I almost had an anxiety attack. <laughs> from what I could see, because the episode was so dark. Well, we can't but, do mean... any spoilers, but from what I heard, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I never got into it. But it's got people pretty shook up this whole episode last week. Um, do you watch oh, yeah, it as a group or do you watch it by yourself? Play. Talk to me about it. Um, so, yeah, I go over to one of my friends' house and we watch it together. And we have, like, a big group, you know, big setting, food and all that stuff. And it, it, the community of it, like, the bonding of it is, like, really nice. I mean, during the one big moment, and, like, if you if you watch the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. Literally everyone just stood up and, like, cheering and it was oh my god it was just a moment like 
I didn't have like, that warm, fuzzy feeling for like a good 10 minutes after the episode was over. So I'm still in a little bit of a, a Game of Thrones hangover from that. That's funny. My friend lives in a new New York apartment building, which are obviously very close together if you're in the lower rent district. And he said there was literally, he heard from about 15 different apartments. Whenever whatever you just said happened, happened you could hear it happening mm. in like 15 different apartments. It was so epic, I guess. So pretty fun oh stuff. Oh, my God. Listen, I, people, like his roommates ran into the, fucking, the, into the living room. They were so excited. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was a big thing. It was, it was huge. Wow. Jordan, do you watch it? Game of Thrones? I've never seen it. Me either. You and I are recommend. out of it. I know. You are not the cool kids. This, this is a very... We are not the cool kids on the block, uh, Jordan. That's all there is to it. I know. Maybe <laughs> we are cool because we don't watch it. There wow. you go. We're friends that that. We're opposite friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well... Oh, Jordan, do you have a song pulled up for us? I do. All right. Well, we're going to let Jordan introduce our song today of our very first guest, my buddy Jay Knight from beautiful downtown Buffalo, New York. And we're going to go to a break here, play a little song. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Jay. What are we playing out to, Jordan? I think we're going to play some Crazy Tonight. Nice. Go ahead and play us out and put us all into uh, talk mode here. We'll talk to each other. Guys, you're listening right. to Left of Straight Show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Let 
That was my first guest today. So excited to have back on. He's such a great friend of the show, a very talented singer and songwriter. He's a constant foil to my political rants on Twitter, a stand-up <laughs> guy who I'm proud to call a great friend. And as an independent music artist, he often shares the passion, the pitfalls to become a song crafter that doesn't have a studio machine or the other famous last name or something behind him. His music style continues to evolve. He continues to have great hooks and melodies like those you just heard. He has a brand new song that I can't wait to talk about. Please welcome back to the show, my buddy, Mr. Jay Knight. What's happening, dude? Not much. Thanks for having me back, Scott. You always build me up so much. Uh, I, I don't know if I can ever live up to it. You know, it's like <laughs> we know each other forever and we've never met, but it's kind of cool. I, I love having <laughs> you on. I think you're probably one of the top guest now i think you you and uh my buddy terry ray have probably been on the most i just love talking to you all the time how's everything in beautiful downtown buffalo today my friend it's going good it's going good it's a beautiful day it's like 60 degrees which is right around my you know my perfect temperature i like it you know between 60 and 70 um so i get about two weeks of that a year until you know the summer hits and then it's 90 and humid and you know you want to kill yourself right so uh, I go. got to enjoy it while I can. Yeah. <laughs> how, is, nice, how is it out by nice. you? You doing good? Um, Northeast Ohio is getting better. I don't know if you guys got stuck with it. We got a little bit of that cold snap yesterday. Uh, yeah. It got low to a 30, but then it's heating yep. up and it'll be 70 by tomorrow and it's mid 60s. I'm the same way. I like a good 65 to 75 and I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty solid yeah. there. So I like it. The only problem is, is, yeah, the Northeast just we just don't get much of a spring or fall for that matter. It usually goes right from winter to summer. So, like I said, you got to enjoy exactly. it while you have it. Get out, get get outside and and, and enjoy the the uh, the tepid weather. So, right, the leaves are blooming on the trees. We have about four months of that, and then we'll start falling off again already. And, uh, <laughs> exactly, the yeah. lovely Northeast, crazy yes. stuff. <laughs> All right, well, let's I go ahead. Exactly. I, I, well, I'm going to Palm Springs, you know, in June. I tried to get you to come along. I don't want you to feel guilty yes. if I fall asleep on the road or anything driving there by myself. <laughs> you're Mr. Mr. Builder Man, uh, Bob the Builder, uh, building your houses all the time. How are those yeah, going? Yeah, it's my, it's, it's my hobby. Uh, going good, going good. I've, uh, well, as you know, I, you know, I have a bunch of rental homes, but uh, I am doing my first flip uh, right now, and um, it's going good. You know, it's the 
something new that I'm trying and, uh, you know, we'll see how everything turns out at the end, but I'm hoping, you know, if, uh, you know, I make some money, then, um, you know, well, I'm just going to continue to do it because I like doing it. And, uh, I don't have too many other hobbies, you know, I do music and now I fix up homes. So, uh, that's pretty much my life. And you do do a lot of this work yourself, right? I mean, how did you get into all that? Yeah. Where did you learn those skills? Did dad pass them I, along? You get them on your no, own? Or? No, dad, dad did not pass them on to me at all. That was <laughs> uh, the one thing uh, he, he can't do. Um, I kind of was just forced into it because um, about three years ago, um, you know, I had, you know, just saved up a bunch of money and didn't know what to invest it in. And, and uh, I met a realtor and she convinced me to, get some rental properties and uh, I did so. And then, well, I had to start, I had to fix them. I had to fix things, things break. So you just kind of learn as you go. And uh, if you do it yourself, you, you save money, obviously. So, um, you know, and that's YouTube's a great resource. You can learn anything you want, um, you know, in about 10 minutes on YouTube. So um, that's, that was my tutorials for a lot of this stuff. And uh, so, you know, I still don't know, enough but uh, i'm learning as i go and uh you know and it, it's a lot of help on my own home you know when something breaks in fact i just fixed i just fixed a toilet here the other day i think uh, i put it out on twitter a little me fixing a, a busted <laughs> valve on a, on a toilet so uh yeah um yeah i just kind of self-taught and hopefully you know the things i fix stay fixed for at least you know a long enough period of time <laughs> that's all i can really ask for I like it. I am not handy at all. When we finally meet, I'm going to have to have you drive the three hours down here to come to the house. My dad has a tool room here in the house that has about mm-hmm. every tool known to man that I don't know how to use one. He never used one himself. But we had He got inherited <laughs> from his dad, who was a huge okay. fixer-upper. So if you need tools, you need to come take a little drive down and get some of the stuff off the walls. We have stuff hanging on walls, stuff in drawers. You got more tools than Carter has pills. I swear. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. We I gotta we gotta hook up uh, sooner or later. We've known each other now. I, I can't even know how long it's been. We've been talking. So yeah, I mean, and we only live what four hours away from each other, something like exactly. that. Exactly three and a half four hours. Yeah, That's crazy, so crazy time. Meet we'll up for lunch. Summer. Meet, we should meet up for lunch for this summer then... after I get back. We'll we'll definitely do it okay. when I get back. Okay. Um, Let's go ahead. We'll do some obligatory sports ball talk. It's something I know nothing about, but I know that you're passionate about. Uh, let's talk. You're a huge fan of your hometown team, the Sabres yep. and the Bills. I mean, we have the season over yep. for the Sabres. They were like bottom three in your division and like bottom six in the league. What happened this year to your Sabres? I have no idea. They they had a 10-game winning streak in November. The city was on fire, you know, because it's been eight years since we've made the playoffs with the Sabres. So everyone was excited. I think expectations got a little uh, higher than they should have been. And then they just completely crapped out and uh, became the worst team in the league. So I don't know how the hell that happens. But, um, yeah, I guess it's next year again for, for the Sabres. But, you know, there's there's hope. It, Buffalo, it's we're always hopeful when a new season starts, whether it's the Bills or Sabres, and uh, the Bills are giving us a lot of hope this year. Um, so we had a good draft, and everyone's excited about Josh Allen in his second season. Um, so, you know, we got that to look forward to. And, um, you know, I think uh, mini camps and training camps will be starting in the next couple months. So that'll keep us going through at least Thanksgiving. Um, and, 
you know, if, if we're still, if we got a winning record by, um, by Thanksgiving, then um, it'll probably be a good year. So, you know, looking forward to that. It's been uh, a long time since we've been able to have any excitement, you know, throughout a whole season for either of these teams. So, but um, you know, Cleveland or Ohio is not that much different. You know, your sports teams. Oh no. The, yeah. The Browns maybe, I was able to get these the really cool Brown shorts that I have on for half price, for like five bucks. The Browns suck yeah, so much. Exactly, right? That was really cool. But, but, <laughs> but you guys got Odell Beckham now and, and you got Mayfield and you got a great defense. Um, and we play each other this year. So maybe we should have a bet. Really? I know you're not big. I know you're not big into sports, but the Browns played the bills this year. So maybe we should have a friendly wager. Uh, we can uh, talk about that as, as the season gets closer. I don't know anything about sports ball, but that would be fun. Yeah. And they're probably really cheap to go to a Browns game. You should come down here. Probably expensive to go to Bills, but Browns are giving tickets away. We should come down yeah, and the Bills the game together. Bills aren't that expensive either, but yeah, yeah, we are. We're playing you in Cleveland, I'm pretty sure. So I'm not, I don't know exactly when it is. Um, I haven't taken a good look at the schedule yet, but that's definitely a possibility. I haven't, uh, been to a, I don't think I've ever been to a road Bills game. So that's, that would be fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you well, had a good we draft. Might have to... The only thing I know about the draft yep. is like your round three pick was a Dawson Knox. And no reason I was excited about that is because he's from Ole Miss, which was in the blind side with Sandra Bullock. That's how gay I am. It's so sad. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't even know that. So, uh, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, the, the good old old Miss tight end. We'll we'll see how that. He used to be a quarterback, I guess. He's only been tight end for a couple of years, so we'll see how that how that all uh, turns out. Nice. And and the interns are telling me that it's November tenth for the Browns Bills game. So if Ooh, there's no snow okay. involved, we may have to have a little fun there. That could be fun. Yeah. If there, yeah. 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 Hopefully, there's no snow. I'm not a big. Uh, I mean, I'm a huge football fan, but I am not the type of guy who's going to go to a football game in sub-zero weather so I the, the only games I go to are in September and October here in Buffalo and you know I get made fun of by my friends a lot but I, I don't feel like sitting outside <laughs> in the, the, the snow for, for three four hours so you know you me, what are you gonna do yeah <laughs> exactly well let's go I mean you talked about how long we've known each other and really have this we're going on four years now I think you were first on the show uh, on the Healing Stigma show with Kevin Hogan, we talked about your yeah. contri- contribution to the um, Stand for the Silent, a great organization yeah. against bullying, which I won't even go into that in our conversations on Twitter about our president, but never mind. Um, but, yeah, you have, you've, <laughs> you've given your song to great organizations like that. We mentioned for four years. Talk about that. Have you thought about, has anyone approached you anymore about using your songs for some kind of a, social justice before anyone that you've reached out to? No, um, nothing since then. Um, I would like to, you know, hook up again with, with an organization, you know, regardless of, you know, whatever type um, and, and uh, try to team up again. Um, It was something that I enjoyed and, um, you know, had fun doing. So um, if you got any organization, Scott, that you you can uh, think would be, uh, interested in, in, in doing something together, let me know. Um, it's definitely something I'd be interested in. Um, so, um, yeah. You I know will definitely look out for you. Our mental health show, um, Joe and Rebecca Lombardo, a married couple, great allies that do my Saturday mental health show, Voices for Change 2.0, 
are thinking on mm-hmm. starting something up. So that might be a great fit. I'll get you guys with them. And I know you're reaching yeah. out to a lot of movie production companies. You've offered that up. Yeah. Any reaches out yeah. on that? Anything? Anyone kind of, kind of hitting your hot no. button there? No, nothing. I, I, so I didn't crazy. think it'd be so hard to get. I, I didn't. Be, I didn't think it would be so hard to give my music away for free. I mean, I, I'm not even going to charge <laughs> these independent independent filmmakers. Just throw my music in, in in your movie and give me credit and you know nothing else. No money, nothing. And uh, yeah. Um, you know, to be to be fair, I've only really tried it on on social media so far. So maybe that's not the best option. Maybe I should find these production houses and and actually see if I can find email contacts for them. But um, yeah, I mean, if there's any independent filmmakers listening right now, my music's free. Just find me on Twitter, hit me up, or and Facebook, whatever. And uh, you, I have a huge catalog and, and multiple genres. You have a great that, set uh, of music, and they're all great storytelling songs yeah. you do great storytelling in your songs i love that yeah. and, and i'll even write a song you know specifically for a project and and i won't charge I, it's uh, i just want to try to get my foot in the door on uh on the whole uh sync licensing and, and getting into to movies and television and commercials and things like that so um you know it's it's, it's a constant struggle constant you're constantly working and, and hopefully and hoping that you get a break somewhere along the line so I figured it would be, you know, the easiest thing to do would just be to offer it for free to to indie uh, musician or indie filmmakers who uh, are looking for quality music instead of, instead of them just using free stock music. Here, you know, I'll use some good quality songs and um, everyone makes out on the deal. So hopefully someone will uh, get in touch with me at some point down the line. Um, I'm still hooked up with that whole Getty music uh group that um you know does sync licensing too but i think they've got so many people on their website that it's just you know you're just kind of like a needle in a haystack it's you know it's it's, someone would just have to stumble across your songs to you know and and get lucky like that so so yeah keep my fingers crossed you know whether it's uh movie stuff or uh a label a real major label one day um you know and if not who cares i'm i'm making music because i make it for myself an expression of my emotions and uh if i never get anywhere with it um it's still something i'll always do so not too worried about it and you're damn good at it my friend well i know we have web series season coming up now that a lot of my friends are doing i'll push i know my buddy mike drayden wanted to have you reach out he has a new web series or not new i think it's like second or third season called last call uh, about Mm -hmm. a bar it's kind of cool i think your music could be good there but I think I'll get him to reach okay. out and I'll introduce you to a couple of people. Yeah. I know our good buddy Terry Ray and Michael Vaccaro are putting together a new web series called uh, The In-Laws. It looks pretty fun. So there's a lot of seasons okay. starting out. So we'll kind of get that going for you. Uh, yeah, I would talk uh, about, definitely like say, appreciate it. You have this great catalog of music. And you do, you're such a great singer-storyteller. I think it's your film backing, which we'll talk about as well. But talk about the four years we've known each other. How has your music evolved in your eyes over the last four years since we've known each other? Do you feel your music evolving, or yeah, for sure. Talk about that. Yeah, no, it's definitely been evolving. I mean, the song you played in the intro um, that was written about four years ago. um, It was off my first, uh, you know, my first self-titled album, and uh, I mean that's pop punk, punk, punk rock, alt rock, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, and 
you know, I, I've been slowly over the years, uh, you know, as you know, I just skip, I just jump around genres. I don't, I'm not really bound by any genre. Um, I, I don't like, I don't think I could ever be just a one genre type of artist. So, um, you know, four years ago I was doing that kind of stuff. And, um, then I started trying to do, you know, kind of mainstream pop, piano, guitar, pop rock. Um, and now this new single you're going to play, um, at some point is, um, more electronic. I've been doing electronic pop now probably for the last year, um, which I'm having a lot of fun with. Um, and then to me, it's, it, it was a, it was a easy transition, um, I, I'm still writing the songs in the same way. I'm just using different technology. Um, you know, melody is melody. And um, I just love all the options you have when you're doing electronic music. I mean, I can put any sounds in that I want. Um, I don't have to know how to play a certain instrument. If I want to use it, I can just throw it in there. Um, I can make weird sounds. Uh, I love using uh, vocal uh, samples and, and chopping them up and, and doing fun stuff with them. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think my music has evolved greatly o- over the last four years, um, but it's still at its, at its root. It's still just the same. I'm still doing the same stuff as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's just uh, coming through in, in, in a different way, you know, um, in a different genre. So um, I hope people like it. Um, I think most of the people that listen to my music, most of my fans out there, I don't really think they care what genre it is. I think, and, and a lot of them have told me, in fact, that it's it's my voice that they like. So it doesn't matter if I'm singing rock or pop. Um, they just like my singing voice. So, you know, that's great. I love that. Right. Um, gives me, it gives me a lot of flexibility to, to do what I want without scaring off, uh, you know, my base of fans. So, Sure. Let's go ahead and play the song. The newest single is called Let Me Go. Now, is this, try to remind you, since I am a, a buddy on social media and a stalker there, is this one of the quote-unquote forgotten songs that you didn't release, you wrote a while back and didn't release that the fans requested, or is this one that you specifically wrote to release at this point? Um, this was one that, um, I mean, it was specifically written to be released soon. It It, it ended up getting released sooner than I thought it would. Um, I think I wrote this one back in, I think I wrote and recorded it back in January maybe. And um, I did a Twitter poll, not really an actual poll, but uh, I just threw out the links and uh, asked everybody to to tell me which song I should release. And this was the one that got the most uh, votes for it. And uh, so this is the song that came out. And, um, you know, I, I can't, if my fans want, want it, then, you know, I got to give them what they want. That's, you know, kind of a rule, I think. So, uh, (laughs) um, I, yeah, I, I may have personally, I think I may have picked a different one. Um, but everyone chose this one and, um, you know, I'm giving them what they want. So, so, so I hope. All right. Well, let's give the fans what they want. Um, Jordan, go ahead and pull it up here. We are talking to Jay Knight. This is his newest single, uh, called let me go. You're listening to Left of Straight Show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. We'll be back on the other side in just a couple minutes. You think that you're smooth. I can see in your eyes. You think 
you gotta know that your life is really slow, then you're never gonna live it down, girl. All you give is pain, and it's driving me insane, cause you're never gonna change. You just don't care what you do to me now. Breaking my heart when you run around. Suffering silence is what you prefer. Kind of 
give the single um, a little boost, so some new life, um, instead of putting them both out at the same time. I, I'm going to try a different strategy this time. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. And talk about so. the origin of the song. Um, what were your initial thoughts on it? How did it come to you? And what was the recording like? It's usually you in the studio with your collaborator that kind of creates all these fantastic sounds together. Talk about the uh, creation of the song. Yeah. Um, me and my, um, my engineer, producer, Doug White, um, he's, he's awesome. You know, I, I wouldn't sound the same without him. You know, he, he gives me uh, t- tons of great ideas. You know, I come with, with the basic song and the melody and I know what I want it to sound like. And, uh, you know, he makes that vision come true. Um, and, and he gives me a lot of ideas too. He helps me with vocal harmony sometimes, you know, a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people know or not, but you know, all the voices you hear on any song I do is all me. I have, uh, I've had people listen to some of my songs and go, who's that girl singing in the background? And, uh, (laughs) so, yeah. So, um, but yeah, he helps me with that stuff. I mean, this song, this song is kind of, I don't know if you've seen the the album cover yet, um, but it's actually kind of well, it's it's not actually it is the same tree heart tree that I used on the last single I love how you love me and that was a love song and um, had this beautiful red heart shaped tree and this song is kind of the you know the polar opposite of it it's it's a song about heartbreak and betrayal and um and it has the same tree but it's now black and leaves are falling off it so um i thought that was a pretty cool um idea um so you know this song is kind of just the the uh the mirror image of uh or not the mirror image but uh you know the opposite of of the last song i wrote so they're kind of tied together in a way I didn't market it that way uh, specifically, but um, yeah, it's just a song about, uh, you know, your typical heartbreak song. Everyone I think can identify with that at some point in their life. Right. Um, Right. So yeah. And it came together pretty quick. Um, You know, most of the songs that I do, um, you know, once I, once I get the melody going, um, you know, because I kind of hear the melodies in my head, and, and then I, I, I kind of sit down and figure out where the music's going to go. And um, once that process happens, it happens pretty quick. And, um, you know, as far as the studio is concerned, I, I usually do um, one song is usually two studio sessions. So, uh, you know, I'll do a, so it, it, with this electronic stuff that I'm doing now, you know, I'll sit at home with, with the, uh, with a laptop and put together, you know, like I said, the basic structure and everything like that. And then I bring it into the studio and we put all the music together um, in one session. And then um, I, I take that home and I listen to it nonstop. I'm not even kidding you. I mean, for hours and days and days <laughs> and weeks. And I just pound it into my head and try to perfect the vocal melodies. And, um, and then a, about a month after we finish the music, I go back in and uh, do the vocals. And then... Um, some every once in a while there'll be the, the next session. It kind of bleeds over. We may do a, another mix, a final mix on it. Um, but usually it's about two sessions. And um, you know I've been doing that now for four, four or five years. I think I have. God, I, w- I was doing a song a month for for a while now. Um, I think I've got seventy, sixty, seventy songs now. Um, so yeah. 
God, wow, that's, that's a awesome. Number. First time I've really, yeah, first time I really <laughs> thought about it in a while. So, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the process. You know, this song was just like every other song, um, and uh, you know, came together pretty quick. And um, you know, if, if if I write a song and it has a good melody, I'm happy. And and to me, that's that's a good song. Is just a song that gets stuck in your head to me. I, I uh, that that that's what good music is. It makes you feel good. You want to sing it, and it gets stuck in your head. Then you know I've done my job. So there you go. Well, I love the story behind that. I actually had that in my notes that it was the same kind of picture as the last song. We're going to play that song at the end here. I was going, oh, how purposeful was that that we used this tree again? I didn't even notice the color change and everything because that's what a yeah geek I am. But I love the story <laughs> behind that. That's kind of awesome stuff. Very cool. Yeah, yeah it's, I figured well, it just kind of made sense. Yeah, good. Right, right. I mean, I don't think music artists would be around if they didn't have a breakup and love songs together, right? That's what it's all about. <laughs> That's, I think some of the greatest pop songs ever written were about those two things. I think maybe all of them are about those two things, so in one way or another, <laughs> you know. Right. Well, we always like talk whenever you're on about the plight of the unsigned artists. Um, you've been doing this for such a long time now, and has it become almost better that you can do your own thing? Because you're so good at it and what you do. It, does it feel good not having anyone breathing down your throat, or is it just something that's like, why the hell isn't this happening because your music's so good? Where are your thoughts on this now? Because you had someone kind of little... helping you for a while who's out of the country. But talk about what your thoughts yeah. are on different distributors. I, I think I, I kind of think of both, I, both, you know, like I'm glad I don't have anyone breathing down my neck. Um, gives me the freedom to do what I want. But then on the other hand, it's kind of like, yeah, where the hell is everybody? <laughs> you know, right, then maybe right. that's just my, maybe that's just my ego. I, I do have a, a pretty big ego, you know, I mean, you, you'll probably figure that out from Twitter. Um, but um, you know, I just, yeah. So, so both, both, both of those things. I, um, I, 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 if I got on a major label, I don't think I would, I think I'd hate it to be honest with you. I mean, the idea of being on one is very appealing and yes, there's a lot of money and, and, and all the rewards that you get from, from, from being on a major label if you're successful. Um, but I'm not the type of person who, who takes, um, I don't deal with authority very well and, and I like to do what <laughs> I want when I want. So that may, it may be you know, a big a conflict there. If I ever did get on a major label, I would love to just fame means nothing to me. I don't care about fame. Um, I just would love to just make a living doing my music. I don't need to be famous and a celebrity. I, I don't care about that stuff. I hate celebrity culture. I hate it all. I don't follow, I don't watch any celebrity, you know, you know, entertainment channels, you know, entertainment tonight or whatever right. the hell that is out now nowadays. I don't pay attention to, to celebrity world. I just don't care about them. So I don't want to be a part of that. I would love to just be able to, like I said, make a living off my music. And, and, and if I could do that by cultivating a big enough fan base um, that, you know, I could, um, you know, get enough streams and maybe some down, you know, some iTunes downloads and maybe, you know, get a, a Patreon going. Um, and, and I could just, um, you know, live off the music that would be good enough for me. And, you know, anything on top of that, you know, would just be, you know, would just be extra. It, it, it doesn't really matter to me. So that's what I've been trying to do. Um, it's difficult. It's difficult for any indie artist. 
whether you're a musician or you're a filmmaker um, or you're an author or, or whatever it may be, um, it's, we live in, in, a, in a culture that is so focused so heavily on celebrity that um, people don't really pay attention to anybody that they don't know. It, it, it's the rare person who actually takes the time to listen to indie music or watch independent films. Um, so that's, right. that's the uphill battle you're, 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 you're striving against. I mean, really, you need to get, you need to be in the right place at the right time, or you need to know somebody who can kind of introduce you to a mass audience. You know, that's what I've always thought for myself. And, and I'm sure most indie artists think, think this is that if I could just get some mass exposure, um, you know, my music would take off. And, and I firmly believe that, but again, it just, you know, it's my music. If I didn't believe that, you know, why, why am I doing this? So um, right. I don't know if anyone else, I don't know if anyone else believes that, but I do, you know, just get me on the radio or get me on a, a, a big editorial uh, playlist on Spotify. And, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that, that it would take off. I mean, I've been on some of these uh, second level playlists. Um, you know, I love how you love me. The, my last single was on um, a couple decent playlists and I got, I mean, I got tons of saves. Um, I, I got um, a couple hundred extra followers just for being on these playlists for just, you know, like a month or two. So, and, and these are your second and third level playlists. So I can only imagine what would happen if I was actually on a really good editorial playlist on Spotify. Um, so, right. you know, but you know, like I said before, it is what it is. If it, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Um, you know, I have a lot of other stuff going on in my life that uh, makes money and, and keeps me busy. Um, and I'll always just make music for the simple fact that, um, you know, it's an expression of my emotion, which is enough of a reason, but because I kind of have to, I think I've told you this before, my songwriting process a song, they just kind of come into, like melodies come into my head and I sing them and I hum right. them in my head. And then if I don't actually write that out and, and, and put it down on, on uh, you know, and record it, then it just, it drives me crazy and it doesn't go away. I can't, you know, so <laughs> I kind of have to at least record it so it stops driving me insane and going over <laughs> and over in my head. So right. it's just something I've always done. I've been doing it since I was, 14, 13, 14 years old. Um, and I'm just going to keep doing it until the day I die. So regardless of what happens. There you go. Well, I'm looking forward to the new music video. I mean, you've been, you do those so well, you've won awards for it locally there in Buffalo. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. And of course your movie making career, which is another aspect of it. You have <laughs> such a great eye uh, based on save me and everything. One of my favorite songs. How is uh, yeah. that? We're we're always pushing that back a little bit. How's that coming along? It's uh, it's coming. We're going to be shooting um, some more scenes um, this it, hopefully soon. I mean, the weather it, where we have to go. Um, you know, we shoot most of most of it's been shot in the woods, so um, it's still pretty swampy out here in some parts. Um, and, we, right. and we, when we shot it originally, we didn't have you know um, any. We, uh, it wasn't swampy. It wasn't wet. It was, it was a dry summer. So we want to make sure that everything's consistent. So um, we're, we're just waiting for stuff to dry up and then we're going to go um, and, and finish up shooting some of these scenes. We're hoping to just to get everything shot this, uh, you know, at the end of spring through the summer and have it, have the movie, at least all the footage shot. And then the editing process will take a while. Um, but, you know, like I've been telling, I think we started this thing, 
three years ago. Um, and it's, you know, it's something we were just doing on the side just for fun. And, um, you know, life gets in the way, things pop up. And, um, and then, and then the movie itself just grew, just, just kept growing. You know, we, we shot all these awesome scenes that we thought were really cool and they were cool, but then when we put them together, you know, it was just me killing a bunch of zombies. There was no real storyline. You know, we sat back and we're like, um, okay, well that's cool, but why is somebody going to watch this? You know, we needed to start developing characters more. We needed to um, come up with a, with a clearer plot. Um, and and uh, things are coming along. Like I said, this was, I, you saw, I think you saw the first short 13 minute film that we just shot f- for fun. It was yeah. supposed, to, supposed to be a music, vi- supposed to be a music video turned into this zombie movie, 13, 14 minute short film. And then, um, and then we sat down and we were like, you know, we could do something bigger and better. And, you know, we're all just kind of learning as, as we go on this. Um, you know, most of us, it's, it's just a bunch of musicians and my video guys who, um, who are musicians too. And, uh, th- you know, they shoot mostly corporate stuff and, and, and music videos, and they hadn't done a film either. So we all started, you know, just kind of learning and how this process was going to work. I think uh, three of us have, you know, I took uh, in college, you know, some, some script writing classes and, and, and stuff like that. And, and uh, so did one of the other guys. So we have a little experience on it, but nothing major. So, um, you know, it, it's been a very, very slow process. You combine that with just things in life popping up and getting in the way. And that's why it's taken so long. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure if we had, you know, a distributor saying, Hey, you know, we want to, send this movie out we would have gotten it done asap you know we would have put everything else on hold to, to get it done so, right let him throw um, some money at you first though right <laughs> well yeah, exactly. throw a little money it's, it. it's, yeah at this point it was just kind of a um, a fun thing to do and then it grew and then we you know when i won the um the best music video award um about a year and a half ago we met a few people at the film festival who um, we showed some of the movie to and some of the trailers and everything like that. And, um, you know, uh, we may have a hookup who could get it into indie theaters once it's finished, but it it, it wasn't anything solid where we were just like going to drop everything and actually finish the film for that reason. But um, that may be something possible um, when it comes out, we may be able to get it on um, some some independent theaters, um, which is kind of cool. Um, and then of course, we're going to also try to get it up on Netflix if possible. Um, you know, there's, there's nice. some, some outlets, there's some outlets to do, to get it up there. Um, you know, I, I wasn't sure at first, but I looked into it and it's, it's, uh, not impossible to get it up on Netflix as an independent, uh, film. So, um, hopefully we can get it up on there and, um, you know, I, I'm, I don't know, you know, if, if, People will just have to be the judge if, if, if I'm a good actor or not. I, I don't know. You know, sometimes when, <laughs> when you're talking, sometimes when you're talking with people and you're showing friends and, and family and, and, and no one wants to tell you if you suck. So I don't know if I suck. Um, but I, I guess I will find out, especially if it gets up on Netflix. You know, people will be brutal, I'm sure, if, if I'm bad. So um, we'll find out. And, and really, I'm just kind of. The biggest reason I, I, I want to get it up and get it out there is, um, you know, my music's going to be out through, through the whole thing. So um, that's kind of the exactly. the, the big the that's biggest. That's going to be a hell of a soundtrack. Me. I just want the soundtrack. It's gonna the movie's going to be fun. Yeah. You know, I don't like those scary <laughs> movies, so I'm there for the soundtrack, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, well, uh, I'll, I'll uh, send you a special, uh, a special soundtrack just for you. Woohoo! I used <laughs> to have friends in high places. I like it. Right. So tell me what's coming up next. Do you have a couple of releases planned in mind for the next couple of months, or what's, uh, what's on your uh, yeah. agenda there? Yeah. So um, I've got about I, I've mentally plotted out the next six releases, which will probably carry me through, um, I think seven, actually, it'll probably carry me through 2020. I can do about four a year, every three months, I'm going to try to put out a single. Um, right. And because uh, I don't do albums anymore. It's I, I, I find it more effective to do singles. So yeah, so I've got um, that kind of all mentally planned out, but we'll see how things go. Cause I may just do another Twitter poll and, and someone may pick a song and throw my whole, my whole plan out of whack as far as the order is concerned. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. Um, and then one of the, the, you know, I have, I, I wrote a song, um, you know, after my mom had passed, uh, last year. And it's been done for almost a year, but it's just kind of a project where every time I want to get into it, I don't want to get into it. Um, but right. it's going to be, I'm going to do a video on that one and um, get that out, you know, this year. Uh, it, it, it may be my next release or it may be the one after that. I haven't decided, but prob- before the end of this year, I'll have that out with uh, um, a simple video where it's just going to be, um, it's, it's mostly just going to be pictures uh, of her and, and the family and, uh, throughout the years. So, um, I think that'll be a nice tribute. I, 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 I wanted to get, like I said, I wanted to get it out earlier, but you know, I think most people can relate. You know, I just, once you sit down and you start trying to do it, it's just like, I just can't do this right now. So, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yeah. So, but yeah, so that'll be one of the, one, one of the songs, uh, this year, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So, um, and then I'm going to try to do, I kind of slacked on the whole music video thing for, uh, my last, the last album I put out, I think I only did, which is the last time I was going to ever do an album was, um, I think I only did one music, one or two music videos for it. I'm going to try to do one for every single, um, I got into a little rut there where I was just like, why am I wasting my time and my money? Because, you know, you're not getting a ton of views on them, but it's just something I think right. you have to do. So plus I have fun doing them. You know, it's, 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 it's fun to shoot a music video. So I'm going to get back. Well, on you're so receptive to your audience too. Like I said, you, you do these polls on there, you talk to your audience, you let people sample your music. I mean, you have a very yeah. interactive experience with your core listeners. I think that's important for them to feel part of it. And I think the videos just bring them in even more. So like you said, as, as, it's going to help in the long run. For now, it's more of a passion project for you, but it's really catching fire. Yeah. This one's going a little farther and a little farther. So that's got to be at least gratifying that way. Yeah. No, it is for for sure. Yeah. I mean, every time I put one out, I, I tend to get more views on them. Um, you know, my the movie trailers that, that I put out three years ago, I think one's got like almost 200,000 views, which to some people may not be a lot, but that's a decent amount of views. And uh, sure. it just <laughs> – yeah, and I keep getting messages on YouTube. Where's the movie? Where's the movie? <laughs> just like, you know, I just got people from everywhere. I'll, I'll, you know, I got every time I talk to you, you ask me about it. I got people on YouTube ask me about it. So yeah, um, that's it's it's, it's got to get done. So uh, 
so 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 for if nothing else, the people stop asking me where the movie is. So put that um, house, dude. Make a little cast, put a little production <laughs> together, and you're good to go. Right? <laughs> yes, exactly. I love so, it. Yeah, so we got we got some stuff coming up this year. So I'm I'm uh, I'm excited about it, and um, and uh, yeah. So hopefully in the next few weeks, uh, you, you keep an eye out. I'll, I'll have uh, a music video for Let Me Go, and um, and we'll see how that one does. Nice. And we've talked before. You are more of a studio musician. You make these things in the studio. Yeah. Have you ever thought more about ever going out in public and do it? You're just is that just not your thing, not your groove? I did it for a long time when I was in bands, um, in when I was in college, and uh, you know I did a lot of of, of live um, performance. It's not that it's not my thing. It's just um, a lot of work. Because right, you know, right. you're, it's when it's just you, when it, you know, when it's just yourself, you know, it's it, it's much simpler. You know, you can use the internet as your tool, and um, you know, reach as many people as you want. But you know, when you're gonna go and, and you're gonna play live, it's a lot of rehearsal time because you don't want to go out there and suck. Um, so you got to make sure that you got everything down, and um, it's tough to put together um, a backing band that um especially with original music like this you know you're not going to make any right. money playing these sh- playing these shows it's just not going to happen so you got to find people dedicated enough who are just want to do it for the music um and that that can be um a deterrent it, it can be a kind of a stumbling block there um and you know i mean with all this new electronic stuff i've been doing for the last year i could cuz i could just put put my tracks on and, and essentially pull the vocals out and essentially do karaoke to my own music. Right. Um, but, you know, I don't know what I would do on stage. That's the problem. I'm by myself. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I can move, I can, I can move a little, but I'm no Michael Jackson. So I'm not <laughs> sure what, I'm not sure what the stage show would be. You know, I, I've, I've kind of thought about it sometimes. Like, what would I do? I can't just stand there in front of a mic and, and do J night karaoke to myself. Right. It's just, it's just, that would just be weird. So um, I, I have thought about it, but I don't know where I would go with it. I don't know if I would have to get some backing dancers and then, and, and that would that just be odd? Would that be weird? I don't know. You know, so there's a lot of, a lot of thoughts I've had about it and, and how it would look on stage and how people, you know, would people be receptive to it because once you're up on stage it's not just about the music it's about actually putting on a show and um i haven't really thought about um you know how i would do that how would i entertain people how would it work you know when you're in a band it's easy i got a guitar i got bandmates i can go up we can headbang a little jump around stage have fun like that when it's just you up there it's you know it's a it's a totally different story so um right yeah so yeah, so again, it's not that I'm opposed to it. I I I, I used to love playing out. Um, again, you know, it's it's I, um, it, it feeds my ego. It's it's nice to be the center of attention, of course, and and get your music out in in front of people who've never heard it before. Um, I just have to figure out the best way to do it. And um, I've been asked that question a bunch of times. And and uh, so, you know, I think I think I will do it. And when I do do it, uh, obviously I will uh, I will stream it live for people. Um, so everyone, you know, all my Twitter, uh, followers and everyone else on social media can see it as well. Um, cause most of my fans are, 
not in the United States. I have a bunch in England and um, Japan. You know, when I look at my staff nice. on SoundCloud and, my, and the other platforms where I can see where people are streaming my stuff, it's 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 mostly it's a lot of lot over in Japan and and um, and then in in Western Europe. So, um, you know, obviously I would stream any live performance. I thought about just doing a live performance, like just you know, in my basement and just streaming it live there. Um, I thought about doing go. that stuff too, but again, it, yeah, but then again, it just gets back to, you know, am I really putting on a performance or am I just doing karaoke to my own music? So I'd have to come up with some sort of, some sort of, um, uh, you know, stage act, stage show, something that's going on with my music uh, instead of me just standing there. I, I mean, I've seen people do it and, and people do it a lot on Twitter and they'll do, they'll do videos and um, just have themselves singing their solo. Um, I feel kind of naked when I do that. So um, I don't know. I'll figure it out. But uh, there you go. one of these days coming up, I, I, I will do a live performance and, uh, and show everyone that it's not all studio tricks that I can actually All sing, right, brother. So. Well, I love having you on. You know that you're uh, one of my favorite allies. I appreciate you coming yep. on and sharing your music with us every time. Give everyone real quick your website and social so they can follow you. Yeah, J Knight Music. It's just the letter J. Um, and so jknightmusic.com is the website. My Twitter handle is uh, J underscore Knight NY. And uh, I think J Knight NY is also for Facebook and Instagram as well. So, and then if you just go to the website, jnightmusic.com, you'll find links to everything, the new single and uh, all my social media. Nice. All right, buddy. Well, stay on the line for me. We're going to play out to Jay's sure. previous single. I love how you love me. Um, we'll have Jay back real soon, I'm sure. And we're going to come back in just a little bit with Kevin McHale and Jenna Ushkowitz of a fantastic new podcast, Showman's Out. Uh, we're going to play out. Jordan, let us out there, and I'll say goodbye off air. Stand in line for me, Jay. All right. Thanks for having me.
righty, guys, we are back. That was my last guest, Jay Knight. I am so excited to have my next guest on the show, guys. You fell in love with him, of course, on the hit Fox show Glee, but with wide-ranging careers both before and after in music, theater, TV, and radio, they are back together again with a fantastic new weekly podcast called Showmance on Thursdays. It's part of the Lady Gang and Podcast One Network. Can't wait to talk to them all about it and see what they've been up to. Please welcome back to the show the lovely and talented Miss Jenna Ushkowitz, and for the first time, the handsome and talented Mr. Kevin McHale. Guys, how you doing? Ooh, good. How you doing? <laughs> good. Thanks for having us on again. You are very welcome. I'm so excited to have you guys both on. It's great to talk. I mean, Jenna, you're back on the show. I'm a little surprised that I had you on before Kevin, but then after listening to the First episode of Showmance, it seems like you've always had more game with the gay guys than he has, so it makes sense now to me. Oh, that's for damn sure. I can verify. You could just, you could just smell it, Scott. You knew. <laughs> there you go. I knew all about it. Too much fun. Well, it's so good to have you back on, Jenna. How's West Coast Life Thanks. treating you? Oh, it's wonderful. I'm happy to have moved back. Uh, the sun is shining all throughout December and January, so I can't complain. There you go. I miss it. Like I think I told you before, I am the opposite of most showbiz people. I was born and raised in California for 29 years and been banished here to Northeast Ohio for the last 10 to 15 years. So not fun at all back in the winter time. I'll tell you. We're almost Yeah, definitely not. All right. Okay. Just a little bit more. Kevin, welcome to the show. I am such a big fan. Um, it feels weird to even comment on you being part of our community. I kind of always knew <laughs> you were there. You and Jenna had that beautiful No Hate video. You contributed such gorgeously to Pulse Nightclub and fantastic in When We Rise. It was just kind of strange to me. Is it weird being in the media as an LGBT person to you? Was that a weird situation a year ago? Um, I, yeah, I think it was probably weird to me like it was to you, where it's like, doesn't, don't people know this? Like, is this a thing? <laughs> um, but I get it. It's not like everyone's following my every move on social media. Um, but it is weird, but I think it's good. You know, the, the more people to know that better. So I'm happy to have cleared that up for anybody who didn't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, it's great to have you on the show, finally. Um, for any of the listeners going under a rock the last couple of years, let's do a little background and dive back into it. Uh, Jenna, give a little recap. I know you're an East Coast girl, child actress. I mean, done great theater. You've started this podcast network, done great activism for adoption and ocean conservation. Talk about um, how things have been going for you and just a little bit more background. Wow. I mean, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, after Glee, I moved back to New York, uh, worked on a little bit more theater in Waitress on Broadway and uh, produced my first Broadway musical uh, called Once on This Island that won a Tony. So that was really exciting. Um, currently co-producing Be More Chill on Broadway that received uh, a Tony nomination today. So we're, we're really excited. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Yay, I was going to talk about that. Yeah. It's so excited for you. Congrats. Yeah, we're thrilled for, for Joe. And, you know, he's been around for such a long time. So, you know, this is a long time coming. And, um, yeah, moved back to L.A. to, you know, reunite with Kevin McHale and, you mm -hmm. know, re reignite our love. 
and I'm back here uh, just, you know, living in the sunshine and, you know, making my way through. Nice. I love it. Kevin, you're Mm -hmm. from the South. You eventually made your way to the Santa Clarita area where I'm very sad they're canceling my secret crush Drew Barrymore diet there, but we'll talk about that Uh, another time. Uh, you've had uh, your boy band background. You've hosted shows in England. You've also been in radio. Talk about your early interest in music and how did your acting and everything come together? You do some very uh, thorough and great intros, <laughs> I just have to say. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I just grew up a really gigantic music fan. I, I grew up in the 90s where pop culture sort of reigned supreme with like all the teens like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears and I ate it all up. I I have a bunch of older siblings and so I grew up surrounded by a bunch of different types of music and because I was the baby I would just dance on the countertops and perform for everyone and luckily they let me do it and didn't shame me for it <laughs> and so nice. I was super supported and I think at some point when I started to take it more seriously thanks to my sister. She's like, you like mom and dad, put them into singing lessons. Let's see how this goes. And I did that. And I loved it. And, um, started coming out to LA again, thanks to her sort of like suggesting it. And the rest is sort of the history. I just kept going. I, I, I came out to LA and I mean, I grew up going to LA because my sister moved there when I was three but when I went okay. as a young teenager with my mom to like, you know, see if I could get an agent and stuff like that. I remember we got back to Texas and I just cried because I was, it was this weird thing of like, oh, I feel like I belong there. And so eventually oh, right. we just moved where it was not necessarily for particular any reason. Like it wasn't just for acting or music. Like I went there. We had a life. I went to high school and made friends. And the bonus part was that I could also go on auditions and you know, do music. I was in a music group. So it was a great thing. And luckily because all my other siblings are off and grown up that they could do that. Fantastic. Let's talk birthdays for a second. Jenna, you just had yours on Sunday. Happy birthday. It looks like it was a fun time had by all on social media. Happy birthday to you. Thank you very much. It was a very good time. I'm so bummed. <laughs> Maybe I missed too it. much fun. Yeah, whatever, Kevin. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Always nice to talk. Kevin, your birthday is actually next month. Yours is the same as my brother's. My brother's June 14th, which happens to be Flag Day. He used to think all the flags were out for him. Uh, talk about your <laughs> upcoming birthday. Oh, my God. I, I love it because nobody knows what Flag Day is unless they know somebody or their birthday is on June 14th. Um, right. But it's obviously the best holiday because it's my birthday as well as your brother's. Well, actually, it's not true because it's also Donald Trump's, and so that's a problem. But, um, yeah, it's coming up. You know, I turned 30 last year, and now I just don't really care. (laughs) There you go. I I turned 29, and I had a panic because, you know, the next one was 30. And then a couple months before I turned 30, I was like, let's just get this over with. And it's been great. I, I flipped the switch. I don't care what people think anymore. I feel more confident than ever. So bring them. I'm going to be 30 now for at least the next eight years. Nice. I got to tell you, dude, I'm the same way. I'm a little bit older than both of you guys. 
and I have been celebrating the anniversary of my 29th birthday for about 10 years yes. now. I don't even have yeah, birthdays. I have anniversaries now. So I, I, I definitely hear you on that. Um, oh, yeah. I was going to jump into a little bit of glee culture here for a second, and it kind of works out good because we have a question in the chat room from Megan about you guys keeping in touch with other cast members. But I absolutely freaking loved seeing you guys drop the mic the other day. How was that for a little mini reunion? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. It was great. I mean, it was good to see everybody. We all kind of got in a group text like we normally do. We're like, are we really doing is this? Is this real? Um, but uh, I'm, I'm very embarrassed. And um, But it was good to see everybody. <laughs> Why are you embarrassed? You were great. No, I can't rap. <laughs> yes, you can. Kevin, you think I can do everything, which I really appreciate, but, like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm your number one fan. I know you are. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I, I had a great time. I loved it. I was, I was all about like, you can make everybody's jokes about me as brutal as possible. Like, I don't care. Let's go for it. Yeah, I feel like they, everybody thought we're like, this is brutal. This is so ferocious, and we were like, it's all fun and games. Like, I don't think anybody's feelings were hurt one iota. Absolutely not. And we see each well, other. If anybody missed and, like, it, it you got to check it out. But... It had to be. I mean, you guys had Harry Shum there, Heather Morris, who I absolutely love, and she's now the picture friend, Amber, and then Becca Tobin. You guys were a little harsh on each other, but it was so much in fun. It just had to be a, a, a kind of a great time. Yeah, it's always I mean, we had a great time to see each other. And then Showmance, I don't think I've laughed as much, except you guys laughed more with Chris and Amber on your guys' show. You guys even remember that episode? You guys were laughing so hard and trying to remember all these things. Talk about that show. I don't, afterwards, when we were done, Jenna was like, um, is, was that any good? Is that usable? Because we were just laughing the whole time. But, I mean, that's what it was going to be no matter what. Because uh, especially, like, reminiscing and being nostalgic and thinking of all the crazy shit we used to get into, it's just going to happen. Like, People, yeah. you'll just have to sit through the laughs. It was so fun to have them on, and luckily they were, like, so game to, like, go through some of the crazier antics. Um, and it, it was just, we don't often, like, necessarily sit around and reflect like that, so it was nice to yeah. have an excuse to do that. Yeah, my type right, A personality right. goes in with, like, a real direction as far as, like, where the the interview is supposed to go and where where it does go is completely different usually. <laughs> so, um, especially with those guys, it, it just felt like we were hanging out in my old apartment again on the park La Brea. So we had a really <laughs> good time and I, and I, the feedback has been pretty good actually. Like people have laughed with us, which I was like, I think they're just going to turn us off, but it's okay. Um, but no, people really enjoyed it. And so it's, it's really, um, Amber revealed some real dark secrets, um, in that episode. <laughs> 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 I loved it. I had a lot of comments on my website about it. People really did enjoy that episode. And just to answer Megan's question, as far as keeping in touch, you guys do have your own little group chat. You guys were able to stay pretty. It's only been, what, four years now? It hasn't been that long. Um, uh, three. Yeah, it's been four, four years. years. Yeah. yeah. We talk all the time, and I think we get into, like, little subgroups. We have, like, yeah, Jenna and I talk all the time, of course, and then 
Yeah, I think it's it's the public doesn't necessarily yeah. see all the reunions or whatever all the time, but we talk very frequently and see each other pretty frequently. So it's sort of always yeah. happening where it doesn't really feel like we've ever stopped seeing each other, which has been yeah. nice because now we're friends, legitimate friends outside of, you know, before we were forced to be together, but we ended up loving each other, which is great. And then you don't know what's going to happen afterwards. And I think it's a testament that we've made lifelong friends and we all like keep in touch, keep it up. Nice. I was a huge fan of the show. Um, the older musical geek that I was, my two favorite things that I still want to see happen that I haven't seen yet. I would love to see Jenna have her inner Ursula and Kevin do Sebastian with Leah in, um, <laughs> Little Mermaid. This oh summer. my God! The bowl. That you guys oh would be amazing God. together. Would that be fun. Or what? Well, you got to make a call to some producers. You got to. <laughs> yeah, because I don't. You know, we're it's not offer only anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, you you might have more pull than us. <laughs> oh no, that's horrible. And then oh, my it, only other know? thing is. Why haven't I seen you guys on opposite sides of the couch on Jane Lynch's Hollywood game night? I think the two of you would be hilarious together. Oh, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love to so do that. Too. I would love to do that. You know, I think for a while it was Fox, and it, Jane's show was on NBC, so they were like, yeah, I can't have those Fox kids on there. But uh, now I think, <laughs> I, think it's been long, I think it's been long enough that uh, we should pitch that again. Maybe this is yeah, our we'll official show, pitch. We'll just show up at our door and be like, hey, Jane, put us on. <laughs> exactly. Go. I like, but I want you guys on opposite sides of the couch because I want to see you two go at it. Could be fun. You guys are too good of friends, so it'd be fun to see oh, what you brought, it, brought against each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very it, cool. It, that would be fun. Nice. All right, well, let's take a little break here, and when we're going to come back, I want to talk all about Showman, a little more of the relationship and Kevin's new music. Uh, I actually did pull up the clip for. Drop the mic, and we're going to let Megan hear that while we're off air here. So we're going to play the little lip sync battle or drop the mic battle mm-hmm. here. When we come back, we're talking to Jenna Ushkowitz and Kevin McHale, whose great new uh, podcast, Showmance, is on every Thursday. And we'll be back in a couple of seconds. This thing, the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network. Give me some. Mm-hmm. Yo, I heard this is a battle between the stars of Glee, so please explain to me why I only see three. Oh! Glee was a show that really pushed the envelope by casting a dancer who couldn't hit a note. You were dancing with the stars, and that doesn't seem fair, because I danced better than you, and I was in a wheelchair. Well, embarrass you so badly, I bet you'll be hoping that you fade into obscurity, just like Becca Tobin. <laughs> Drop that beat. Kevin, I'm impressed. Look at you now. You got buff, but you still look like Rachel Maddow. And you can walk out in public and people won't care because no one recognizes you if you're not in a chair. And you said you quit Hollywood. Well, that seems odd because I'm pretty sure to quit, you need to first have a job. Honestly, have y'all considered a different profession? Because you three gleeks could really use a new direction. Let's bring it down. You must be proud of our culture 
and its representation in the 15 seconds you were in Crazy Rich Asians. Remember Amber's Whitney tribute? That was a big scene. Your Houston had more problems than Apollo 13. And Becca joined Glee late and it didn't go well. Your group was the worst new class since Saved by the Bell. You Instagram your dog. It's so cliche. You're so white. Your blood type's mayonnaise. <laughs> Give me a beat. Josh, drop the beat for a second right there. That was a moment of silence for Jenna's TV career. You swerve and switch, but that was the end. Congrats on being Katy Perry's least famous friend. You and Jimmy from Degrassi have a lot in common, but Drake only started there while you threw at the bottom. And Heather dropped out of college to be on TV. Let that be a lesson, kids. Get a degree. Getting this right, I played the dumb blonde on Glee, you played one in real life. And a step-up movie made scary world-renowned, but ever since his career has been a step down. And your character was Mercedes, but that's not your style. You should have been used Hyundai with 50,000 miles. We get theater kids hope for the future that they won't have to turn out like these three losers. Like, who's that girl? Your solo on Glee really border on criminal. How'd your Gangnam style suck more than the original? And Kevin started working out in hopes that he'd get hotter. Now his body's John Cena, but his face is Harry Potter. This battle is over, so you can go home, ladies, because you just got ran over by a Mercedes. The shade, boys and girls. The shade. <laughs> oh, boy. Amber is so good. I know, it's so good. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Guys, we are back. We are talking with Jenna Uskowitz and Kevin McHale, of course, from Glee, but also with this great new podcast called Showmance. Guys, I want to talk about I love Showmance. It's a perfect name. I want you to tell me about where you came from in a second. But you guys have had this little relationship innuendo in the past. You've actually lived together for a couple years. Talk about that bond. What drew you guys together besides the Glee experience? And what is it about the other person that makes you a better person? Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll go first. Um, Yeah, we met, you know, we met uh, obviously like in the first, in the audition process of Glee. And we, we stayed pretty close, you know, ever since. And, you know, I can't believe we're like 10 years plus now. Um, I've learned so much about Kevin, you know, over time traveling with him, doing the tours and being on set with him every day and living with him. And, you know, we never really fought, which is kind of awesome. And um, we were talking about this the other day. I just feel like we're both uh, fairly grounded and, and practical in our, in the way we think. So we really balance each other out, um, you know, in terms of when one is up, one is, you know, one is down, like we kind of, we were there to lift each other up. So um, right. I'm really grateful to have him around like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, he, every day he makes me a better person just by being who he is. Oh, uh, stop. Nice. Aww, <laughs> I love it. 
I mean, I, I think Jenna has is has oh my god has had one of the biggest influences on my life out of any friends I've had. I've learned so many valuable things, basically like how to take care of myself <laughs> because of, <laughs> because of Jenna. She is type A, where she's the you know the opposite of me in a lot of ways, but she's so she's like the chillest type A person I've ever met. And I think our comp- our personalities complement each other in that way, where we can both be chill, but we're both driven, and we can keep each other's heads on straight. And I think we see the world the same in a lot of ways, where, yeah, yeah it's easy to get caught up in all the mess of it, but I think most of the time we do a pretty good job of keeping each other in check and seeing it for what it is, and lifting each other up a lot. I think that we're really good at that as well. And yeah. we've just overall, you know, and someone's been such a positive influence on your life, you want to keep them around and you want to be in their lives to build them up as well. And so Jenna's the best. Oh, I love Kevin. it. Yay. A sappy moment <laughs> of the left and straight show. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and it seems besides that, like the top eight, <laughs> you definitely seem type A and laid back. That's a good balance. And Jenna, you seem like the social one. Kevin seems like the shy one. How does that dynamic work for you two? I think you've got it wrong. I think it's the opposite, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty shy. And Kevin's really social and really nice to everybody. I'm not always nice to everybody, so Kevin makes me nice <laughs> to people. <laughs> I, I get to do things she doesn't want to do, like go see people. <laughs> No, but you know what it is? I I think Jenna sells herself short because Jenna is extremely social, but like she, she's so good at it where she can find time to see everybody where I'm, I can get along with anybody, put me in any situation and I'm super adaptable, but sometimes it's just hard for me to like get off the couch, you know, where like Jenna can be like, I'm going to see this person. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to this dinner. And she like makes it happen and gives everybody time and, She's very, very good at that. Gotcha. Nice. Now, I'm very much into my small circle of friends. I do the same thing. I'm very kind of – I love being social when I'm out, but I prefer just a small group of friends having the game night and the barbecues. Yeah. And I don't want to go out. Yeah. Like that. That's just not me for some reason. So I hear no, that. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, who came up with yeah. the idea of the podcast? Uh, what was the original intent? Where did the name come from? Oh, man. I think – you know, we've been talking about sort of doing something like that for a while, but not really taking it seriously or following up on it. And then Becca Tobin, who was on Glee, she has an amazing podcast called The Lady Gang, which, has, I mean, they just right. celebrated like their 50 millionth download or something like that. So she wow. approached both of us, and they're starting a Lady Gang network and was like, we would like you and Jenna to do a podcast. Like, would you guys want to do it? And I think before even really talking to one another, we we're like, yes, we'll do it. <laughs> Whatever it is, we'll figure out what it's about. And then from there, we sort of like, okay, well, why are we friends? What's like, what can we talk about? And then we realized, well, the biggest thing and our biggest connection is our friendship. And I think a lot of, we've been to a really unique experience. And I think it's worth sort of like figuring it out, figuring out if any, if anyone else has been through a similar experience and how they've balance that and dealt with it along the way and you know we we it was a slow a slow but yet quick process in figuring out what exactly we wanted the show to be but because it was based off of 
our relationship, it naturally like um, came into place. Well said, Kevin. <laughs> well said. And then Jen, I mean, you've created a podcast network yourself, and uh, Kevin, you've done radio more in a music format. What draws you guys to the radio or the podcast format? What are the pluses and minuses for you guys? Yeah, I mean, um, I've hosted two separate podcasts, you know, years ago and, you know, working with the At Will Media um, Network. And um, I really like this this platform because I like the way it's evolving and kind of taking over the world in a way of new narrative, new storytelling, um, new ways to reach people. Um, and you know, you gotta, you gotta move with the times. So I'm really enjoying it. And also like, I was thinking about it the other day, um, you know, like we're kind of going in full circle. Like people used to sit around their radios all the time and just listen to stories being told. And there's something really, um, compelling about that to me where I sit and like, I'll listen to crime podcasts all day long. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's kind of old school in a way, but also just coming back around in a new, a new form. So, also right. we just nice. Love to talk. Very cool. <laughs> we, yeah, we love to talk. <laughs> there you go. Talking is vastly underrated. I, I, I do the same. Um, talk <laughs> about uh, the shows. Um, what, what has surprised you? What's been fun about it? I got to tell you, I've listened to every one. My favorite so far uh, was Katie Lowe's and Adam Shapiro, who I didn't know that well. They're just like a couple I want to go have a barbecue with and watch them with their kids. They seem really cool. 100%. How has it been for you guys to kind of relate with all these people? I, I think it's exactly your point where, you know, we do research or we know we have an idea of what we think we know about people. And then you get them in a room and they start opening up. And I think the thing of, about podcasting too is people feel safe or hopefully we make them feel safe and comfortable where they can open up and talk about these things. And like, for example, like Lowe's, I was dying. Their stories were the funniest things in the entire world. And that's happened <laughs> right. time and time again, where you're surprised by the crazy experiences people have had. And you just never know. Like, who knew that they were going into, like, Disney and Pixar so, like, the animators could draw right. them. And they got engaged and they drew their engagement. Like, that is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and something we never would have learned otherwise. So I really love that because I've had such crazy that with us has been great. Oh, Kevin, you're moving around. You're breaking up. I know. Kevin's moving around and having more food somewhere in New York City. He's an unsafe in New York City having some great food and moving around too much for us. What about you? What's been really fun for you, Jenna? Yeah, I mean, it's been really fun to work with Kevin in a business sense. Like we, I really enjoy the way we balance each other out again, you know, like our friendship. And I love um, these couples that come in. I was talking to the other day about like how these married couples and these friendships are so different and their, their tone is so different. And um, each interview is just so surprising in new ways. You learn about your friends, you learn about their relationships. Um, like Candace Akla and, and Kayla Ewell um, from the Vampire Diaries. I just loved, it was so indicative of what their podcast does, Directionally Challenged, and the way that they um, look at the world and look at their friendship. And it was just so heartfelt and wonderful. And then, you know, Katie Lowe's, you get to see, like, the way that this, it's like a little peek into their marriage and, like, what made them 
makes them so success, successful at what they do in their relationship um, and all the ups and downs. Right. So it's been a really um, just educational and awesome experience to, to learn about these new people and learn about Kevin, too, at the same time. Nice. And talk about how far ahead are you guys out? Who, do we have any guests we can look forward to? And who would be a couple of dream guests you guys are trying to get? Yeah, definitely. We have uh, Becca Tobin is on this Thursday from Lady Gang and obviously from Glee. So we're very excited. We share some really fun Glee stories, um, you know, and how we spend late nights on set with a bunch of Red Bull. Um, and <laughs> we've got some really great couples. We, we, we may or may not have some other Glee members coming in soon, too. Um, <laughs> and my dream uh, couple that I didn't say. Yeah, exactly. My dream couple would be Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. Nice. That would be a fun show. Kevin, how about you? That would be so good. Um, I mean, we were talking about getting, trying to get Jonathan Venice and like anybody from Queer Eye. I think that'd be amazing. That would be a cool show. That would be a lot of fun. I love that. Very cool. Well, I am looking forward to so much. I. One of my favorite sections. I don't know how you've done it, but I'm actually liking the wedding questions. Kind of fun. <laughs> how did, Thank you. Talk about this. How did this come about, Kevin? It sounds like this is all your fault. You've got me addicted to weddings all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, it, talk it, about it, this. It, this is Becca Tobin's either gift or a curse. I don't know what it is, but she, the first conversation she and I had about the podcast, we were trying to figure out what it would be. And she's like, well, what's some, like, random thing you like or do? And at that time, one of my best friends was getting married. And I go, well, you know, I have been answering a lot of wedding questions, and I think I'm pretty good at it. She's like, perfect. That's it. (laughs) And that's what happened. And we went from there. We pitched it to Jenna. And I was like, Jenna's going to hate this. Jenna's going to be like, what the (laughs) hell are you guys thinking? And it's it's been a lot of fun. Well, Kevin, actually, um, Kevin and I are, like, each other's, like, forever dates at weddings. And even when you don't get plus ones to weddings, they're like, but Kevin will be there. So you can just go with Kevin. I'm like, that doesn't count. But still, anyway, so we've, <laughs> <laughs> we've been to a lot of weddings together. And, um, you know, we, we think we're doing a good job. So I'm glad that you like it. <laughs> it is fun. I got to tell you, after listening to last Thursday's episode, I have to invite you guys to an Ohio wedding. They have a weird thing here, and it's only I've seen in Northeast Ohio, where they actually have cookie tables at the wedding, where everyone in the wedding party has to make like six dozen cookies and bring them to the wedding. You have a table <laughs> with like hundreds of cookies. Can you believe that? I'm booking my ticket now. <laughs> the next wedding I'm invited to, I will invite you guys out for the flight. We'll have a good old time. You'll have to catch out an official Ohio wedding cookie table. <laughs> I think you would love it. sounds great. And it needs to be a gay wedding as well. Then it's two birds. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's needs there to be a gay wedding. There you go. We can do double. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, as a matter of fact, speaking of that, I did reach out to my listeners. I got two questions for you on social media about weddings. We're going to have to make you uh, <laughs> keep at it here. Um, the first right. one, going into that whole marriage equality thing with the marriage equality across the land. My listener, Matt wants to know, what do you think of best woman for the best man and man of honor for the maid of honor? Now that we have all this equality, talk about your thoughts on that. 
Oh, I'm I totally think, yeah, it should be whoever, the, regardless of their gender, it should just be your best friend, whoever you want standing next to you. I think that's how it should be for everyone. Nice. Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't argue. I can't argue with that one. I actually probably will have a best man in my wedding. So, um, yeah, I think whoever whoever you want. And I feel like I've seen that a lot lately happening. Like people are just like, you know, effing tradition and just doing whatever the hell they want. So that's what I say. Right. Very cool. And then our second question from Sherry. Um, should the money go on the dress or on the reception? I mean, girls are paying billions of dollars for dresses these days. Where should the money go for what? Would you like to see it spent more on the dress or to the reception? Ooh. I say, I'm going to say it's a personal choice. It truly is. For me, I'm more concerned that my guests will have a good time, and I'm more concerned that, like, the DJ is really great and that there's, you know, top-shelf liquor, that everybody's getting boozed up, and, like, you know, there's a a great, you know, dessert bar and good food. Um, But I do understand, like, because here's the thing, you only wear the dress once, right? So, like, that's my thing. But I do know people who, like, grew up not dressing up and not being able to go to these events and, you know, like do things like person, like I did personally. And so, you know, I, I totally get if that's where you want to, you know, put, put the money, but it's just totally up to you. It's your day. You got to do exactly what you want and how you want to do it. Throw a great party. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's Kevin's answer. Throw the party. I like it. Oh, great All right. Well, thank you for imparting <laughs> your wisdom on our show. Be sure to tune in every Thursday to get more wedding wisdom on Showman. Let's finish it off with a, with a couple of personal things here. Jenna, I want to talk about you are killing the social media game with your makeup and fitness and your hacks and everything. Talk about what kind of draws you to that medium. Is it just the thing you have to do anymore to keep the whole celebrity thing going and keep the agents happy, or is it something you really enjoy? You know, at first it was uh, something that you kind of had to do to move with the times, Um, but I've actually come to really, really enjoy it. Um, But that's because I've found the, the platforms that I, or like the companies and the things that I want to do. And so it's become more organic now where I'm not promoting products that I wouldn't use. I'm not promoting products that I wouldn't, that I don't use. Um, or don't right. like. And so it's become definitely this very um, curated thing for me. And I really enjoy it. I enjoy sharing things with my followers. My followers are really positive. They're not bullies. They're really supportive. So I'm, I'm loving it. And, you know, if you're going to put some your time into something like that, it's a lot of time and a lot of work. So um, I don't think I'd be doing it as much as I, I do if I didn't enjoy it. Fantastic. I love it. Like I said, you do such a great job. You curate well. You make it personable. You make it open for everybody. And I think that's the importance. Um, A lot of things feel like an ad when you get to see a lot of these social media influences that are out there. But this is something you really enjoy. Like, I loved your food show last weekend. It seems like you and Dave had a great time. Like I said, I'm I'm stuck food way too much, obviously. I felt (laughs) <laughs> I felt so sick, but it was so great. We had the best time. Yeah, it, it, I really do enjoy it, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I love it. And, uh, <laughs> Kevin, let's talk about this new music. So excited to see you bringing out music again. 
The I, I don't know which I love more, though. I don't know if I love the lyric video where you're just eating like crazy in the back of the car <laughs> or, if you're, or if you have moves like Jagger. we got moves like Kevin in the official music video. <laughs> Talk about uh, this first creation and the upcoming EP. I mean, they're both very on brand. Just a lot of food and a lot of dancing like an <laughs> idiot. That's two things I'm good at. Um, yeah, it feels like it's been a long time coming. And I'm just happy to be able to, like, do music that I feel proud of and working with some of my best friends and collaborating with them to make something I'm happy with and give it out to the world. It's And it's going to get a lot gayer. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's something to look forward to, I guess. Left with yeah. audience. It's going to get gayer. I'll put that. That'll be the headline uh, on the Apple yeah. podcast here. Uh, <laughs> and I do like, like you said, I think it's really cool. Your friendships, you see your friendships on social media, the people you hang out with. And Kevin, I noticed that you and Justin from, he's directed this video. And you guys have known each other way back from the boy band days. Talk about the importance of these friendships and working with people that you trust, both in the podcast oh, and everything else. I mean, poor Justin. I've run him into the ground. He's had to do <laughs> – he produced the music. He co-wrote some of the music. He directed, edited the video. He executive produced the video. He's – I mean, all the videos, <laughs> and there's several of them, but it's – I'm very lucky to have someone that I've known for so long who knows me so well and can push me to, you know, hopefully be the best version of me and push myself to be more honest and create better music or give a little more in front of the camera. And luckily he's extremely talented and is very capable at doing all of these things very well. And I just have to show up. <laughs> so I'm lucky. <laughs> I've surrounded myself with very talented people. Nice. Very cool. Uh, like I said, both were great. Nolan Gould brought just the right amount of irreverence to it. Great job on the first video. <laughs> Thank I can't you wait. so much. It was fun. We're going to have to have you, like I said, we'll talk off air. We're going to try to get you to Palm Springs. We'll talk about all. Oh, it's going to be dropping in May 24th, right? Well, so I was talking about this the other day. <laughs> I... I've decided to push it back because <laughs> because it's 2019 and you can do things like that where you don't have to be beholden go. to a date. I decided that June is Pride Month. I want you know the first single "Help Me Now" has been like growing and the video's growing, and so I wanted to not just give it all away so quickly. So um, the next song will be out the beginning of June, just in time for Pride. And nice. the EP now will come out at the end of June. So then you'll just, Very cool. you know, give it, give it a little extra time. I like it. Well, I talk to a lot of singers on this show and just the music. I mean, you guys know the music business more than I do, I'm sure. But all my guests I've talked to with streaming and singles and everything, uh, EPs and albums are almost a thing of the past, right? You almost have to have this content constantly going out, singles and singles upon singles, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, and I, I've made music videos for some of these songs and I wanted to be able to put out another song before the EP comes out. That was really important for me. And it's probably my favorite song on the EP. So we're going to do that a couple weeks before the EP comes out and just, because it's very different from um, the first song, Help Me Now, that's out now. And so I think it will be 
it'll be fun for me at least to see people's reactions to two songs that are quite different from one another. Nice. Well, hopefully we get to talk about it in Palm Springs if you can make it. Jenna, give everyone anything else going on with you besides the podcast. Let them know where they can find the podcast and give them out your social media so they can enjoy it as much as I do. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm just Jenna Ashkowitz on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and you can find Showmance on Apple and PodcastOne.com and Podcast App, uh, the Podcast One app, and then also Showmance Podcast um, on Instagram as well. And check it out every Thursday. Very cool. Kevin, where they can find you on social? I'm Kevin McHale on Instagram. I'm Drew a dude on Twitter because I can't get my own name, but <laughs> you just put my name and you'll find me. I'm the one screaming about <laughs> Trump probably. Yeah. And where should they find your music? Are you going to create a website for it or go to the regular well, uh, Spotify? The, mu- the music's everywhere. Like you can stream, download iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, wherever you find your music, SoundCloud, it's there, YouTube. Just search my name and it will come up. Nice. Guys, it's been a great pleasure having you on. Thanks so much for being part of the Left of Straight show. I hope everyone enjoys the podcast as much as I do. I'm there every Thursday. It's been a great time, guys. Thank you Thanks so much so for much. having us. Yeah, thank you. All right, stand the line for me. We're going to play out now to Kevin's song. I want the audience, if you've been under a rock and haven't heard it, this has helped me now. Like I said, watch both videos. Look for the lyric video. Look for the official video. They're both awesome. Follow Jenna's Instagram. It's so much fun. Guys, I'll be back on the other side to uh, finish this up in just a couple seconds. And here we go. Help me now. Up, I know 
Sounds good to me, guys. Thanks for being part of the Left to Straight show. Bye-bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.